Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio and our final GCR for 2022. We're going to take the day off tomorrow. I'll be with Rita tomorrow morning, uh, 6 to 9, over on 105.7 The Fan. But this will be the last GCR of the year, and it's a busy one. KZ will be in studio a little bit later on. Uh, also this morning, we are going to preview Ravens Steelers. Melissa Stark, Baltimore's own, the pride of the Roland Park Country School. She is going to come back to Baltimore on Sunday night, work sidelines for the broadcast on NBC, and we're going to catch up with her. It's been a long time since I've had Melissa Stark on a show. Looking forward to it. Uh, Matt Williamson of Steelers Nation Radio out in Pittsburgh will join us, former NFL scout. We'll catch up with him to preview the other side of Sunday's game. And we've been wanting to do this for a couple of weeks, uh, the holidays and uh, him trying to be respectful to uh, the new staff, and there's just a lot been going on. But Ken Niamatololo is going to join us, uh, former Navy football coach, and we're going to have an open, honest conversation. By the way, what a dumb show this is. We're going to attempt to have a, like a real, like genuine conversation with Ken Niamatololo, and then here's 120 ounces of mayonnaise. It's not actually, this isn't 120 ounces of mayonnaise that I'm holding up, but there are four of them here. They didn't have the giant jar at my particular grocer, so I went ahead and just got four of the 30-ounce jars, because apparently the giant jar is 120 ounces. We have to... I need the season to be over. We have to stop doing side bets. We have to. I think we have to keep going. I don't know why this started. We can't afford to keep doing this. Why the not? number of th- The number of dumb things. <laughs> um, I don't know how this is going. I know you're going to say, hey, Glenn, I thought you decided you weren't going to do it on the air. Yeah, we did decide that. And then I was sitting at home last night, and I looked over, and I remembered I had pulled this bag of clothes that I think everybody does. This is part of the reason why we used to do clothes drives every Christmas. You get a few new clothes, and you realize there's some stuff in your closet that you just you have not worn all year. Legitimately, it's been a year. You haven't worn it. It's over. It's time for them to go. Now, some of them I'm going to be able to donate, um, but others, and I've talked about this a lot when we've done our donation drives, eh, they're trash. That's what they are. Nobody else should be wearing that either. So I pulled that bag, and I've got the kiddie pool, and we're going to attempt to do it right here in studio. Now, th- we're going to do it at the end of the show because I don't know how this is going to go, and I, I can't have other things time-wise because I don't know what this is going to look like, and also it, it's going to have to involve precision from KZ and pouring the mayonnaise on me because we can't have it end up everywhere. Like, that's a huge problem. There's going to be a lot of pressure on KZ. Also, once the... the I, this is not straight shoot. Once the show's over, I'm going to take the bodysuit off right in front of the boys. They're going to get to see everything. Well, not everything. I'm going to keep, I think, my boxers on. But um, there's reasons why we can't do it in the middle of the show. So late in the show, we're going to take a break. I'm going to go attempt to put the bodysuit back on. See how that goes. Um, I don't even remember how to put it on. I remember I had to have Griffin zip me up last time, so might have to have him do that again this time. You should have just let me win the uh, first week when we did the pepper sandwich, because then I wouldn't have won a revenge, you know, week after week. Oh, that is true. This yeah. really did start with you yeah. wanting to run it back. Yeah. That's right. So. And I was like, I was ready to just leave it alone after one, but Griffin was so helping. And then you won like, or you lost like four straight did, or something I did. like I that. I lost like the first four. And then and now, it's kind of been yeah. way more even, and maybe <laughs> tilting towards me in recent weeks. Not ideal. So, yeah, we're going to attempt to do it. I don't know how it's going to go. 
And it could be the final day for us, but we're going to attempt to do the mayo bath this morning as well. All right, today's show is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE, save $100 when you order your Ginsu Kamado Grill. GinsuGrills.com is the website, and stop by the game day firehouse on Sunday before Raven Steelers in order to sample some cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can also register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. That'll be this Sunday before the game, uh, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium at the Firefighters Union Hall. Um, I don't know how to have this conversation. A lot of really weird stuff being thrown around the last 24 hours in relation to Lamar Jackson. And I, I want to kind of tell you about the difficulty of reporting on Lamar Jackson, if I could. Because it's what I can offer to the conversation. Um, there's a report today from Mike Preston in the Baltimore Sun that suggests there is no issue between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. That their internal pace for the injury was four to six weeks. And that he's right on track for that. Of course, when you hear that, you say, well, that's different. I heard one to three weeks. Somebody, you know, a Ravens source, I, I believe he said an NFL source, told him that pace was four to six weeks. He's on board. There had been some, there had been some stuff going around in the last 24 hours stemming from the morning show over on 105.7 The Fan with our buddy Jeremy Kahn that perhaps it had been leaked that Lamar Jackson wasn't attending rehabilitation with the team. Mike Preston says, my source tells me that's not true, that he's been there for every single one. Um, then somebody might say, well, what, these guys over on 105.7 are just making things up? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it for a second. Um, I, a lot of us that work in this business have heard a lot of things in relation to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I have, I remember a few weeks ago when Stan was in one morning, I talked about where I am now and what I do and why, frankly, I end up talking or sharing far less of things I hear than things that I do share. And there's two reasons for it. I think now I can, you know what, I can give you an example. I brought it up loosely a couple weeks ago. Loosely I brought this up, and I can, I can color the numbers a little bit for you. A few Fridays back, I told you that I had heard something about a player, and I had chosen not to report about it because it was a one-sided thing. I had only heard it from one source, my job is no longer one that requires me to be a reporter, and so I decided I wasn't going to choose to report it because it just wasn't worth it to me to go through the next steps. I, th I think, based on what you've now heard from others, you might be able to figure out that what I was choosing not to share with you was that Odell Beckham was scheduled to come in for a visit with the Baltimore Ravens. I had been informed of that by someone connected to Odell Beckham. Now, there was no reason why I couldn't share with you what I knew. 
but I have kind of some rules that I have from point in my career where I was more of a reporter about how I go about doing these things. One source from one side isn't enough for me. When I reported to you a few weeks back that Tyler Huntley had played, I don't remember which game it was. What was the first game he played when he had the flu? The Denver game. And Tyler Huntley played in the Denver game and had the flu, and they were legitimately concerned that he might not be available for the game, which, again, in hindsight, would have been disastrous because the Ravens wouldn't have a quarterback. When I reported that to you, it was because I had multiple sources that had confirmed it to me. Multiple not just someone on one side, not just multiple different sources said to me within the first 24 hours, by the way, you want to hear something crazy? In fact, I'll I'll add another layer. Someone else told Griffin the same thing. So I actually had it from three different sources. That was enough for me. And it wasn't that big of a deal, but I was okay with sharing it. I said, look, man, you know, it's out there. I, I've got it. I, I can be comfortable and confirm that Tyler Huntley played with the flu. Not that big of a deal. On Wednesday, when I guess Tyler Huntley met with the media or somebody, they put it out there. They made it. They confirmed it. But I knew Tyler Huntley had played a flu game because different people with different connections had confirmed that to me. And so I was comfortable with sharing it. When I got information from someone connected to Odell Beckham, that he was scheduled to visit with the Ravens, I chose not to report it. Because it would have required me reaching out to other sources, sources connected to the Ravens. And in that moment, I knew how that would go from past reporting that I've done. The Ravens would say, we can't, we're not going to comment on that. We're not going to talk about that. I know, I've been there a million times. And I would be left saying, do I just want to stick it out with one source, a single, a singularly sur- source story from one side? Now, as you know, later, John Harbaugh apparently confirmed to Rich Eisen. My source was correct. And by the way, I think I, I soft-pedaled. I think I said something like, because I did hear from someone connected to the Ravens that they were still, the, the, the Odell Beckham thing wasn't dead. And I think that's exactly the way that I said it when I included it in the column. I said, that's not dead. I talk about this in reporting because I'm telling you, there have been a lot of us in this market that have heard a lot of things in relationship to the relation, in relationship to the relationship, just realized what I was saying, between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We've heard a lot of things. I don't think it would take you a lot to figure out where most of those things would be coming from. Probably coming from one side of the equation. I don't think it's hard for you to understand that it has been a bit more difficult to cover the other side, to cover the Lamar Jackson side of the equation. Because it's not like once upon a time, as you all remember, when Joe Flacco was the quarterback in town and there was something going on with Joe Flacco and we could just pick up a phone and call his agent Joe Linta and Joe, who loved loved the sound of his own voice, I love Joe Linta, good guy, 
would tell you anything you wanted to know. Anything at all. He'd say it to you publicly. On the record. Whatever it was. No problem. Not as easy to do with Lamar. There's no agent. It's part of the reason why a lot of people think Lamar Jackson should have an agent is because what's happened in the last 24 hours maybe doesn't happen if there was someone easy to call. If I could just pick up the phone and call Lamar Jackson's agent and say, is Lamar Jackson holding in? Like, is there, is there something going on here? Like, could he be playing right now? Then Lamar Jackson's agent would have the ability to say, nah, dude, what are you talking about? Not at all. It's a four- to six-week injury. You know, Rappaport said he's not able to cut yet. If he's not able to cut yet, why would he be on a football field? Which is the most simple explanation of everything. I know we always want to go to whatever might be more diabolical than that. But if the dude can't cut, why would he be playing football? Now, your concern might be, well, if he can't cut today, do we know that he's going to be able to cut next week? No, we don't. That's more of the nature. That's part of the nature of dealing with injuries, and it does also line up with what you know. Some of the intelligent medical people told us, "Hey, maybe there's a world in which he could play quicker, but would he be able to do all of the things that make him Lamar Jackson?" Fair question. And this goes back into the: Would you rather have Lamar Jackson on the field, not being able to do all the Lamar Jackson stuff, but he's still probably a better thrower of the foot? Not probably, definitely a better thrower of the football than the guy that's playing. All very much in there. But what happened over the course of the last 24 hours, and by the way, a lot of this is on John Harbaugh. Let me make that abundantly clear. Way more on John Harbaugh than it is on anybody else. What happened yesterday when John Harbaugh was asked about Lamar Jackson, I apologize. Griffin, can you pull up the exact quote? Because I don't want to get it wrong. That's one of the things about reporting is you shouldn't get these things wrong. What John Harbaugh said, Ken Zalis is here. We're going to get to him in one second. There's Casey. What John Harbaugh said when he was asked about Lamar Jackson yesterday made all of this drastically worse because it came off in a way in which what he was really saying was, I don't want to talk about it because it's a disaster. That's what it sounded like when John Harbaugh was asked about Lamar Jackson. Not that that's what he said. The problem was, when we read into it, I got the quote. I'm just coaching the guys that are out here. Horrific. Horrendous. (laughs) Makes everything drastically worse. Because at that point, say, wow, you don't want to talk about it at all? You know, he's only your starting quarterback. He's only the guy that we've been talking about every week. And all of a sudden, you're going from, you know, we'll see. It's one thing for you to say, Guys, there's an injury report. You're going to find out later today about Lamar Jackson, which is John Harbaugh's stock answer whenever he's ever asked about an injury. And I get it. No, look, this is a very difficult conversation to have with Ken here because no, Ken not. just hates John Harbaugh. No, 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 no. But, but he was inconsistent in this matter. Yes, this was like, a— like, like, you could always go back to what we have heard. How long has he been here now? 15 years, mm-hmm. whatever. For 15 years, you know, uh, you know, where you have the injury report when Lamar uh, is cleared by the doctors to come out on the field. We are happy and waiting for our starting quarterback or something like that to happen. He made it seem in that instance like, okay, I'm over this already. 
Um, I don't know what's going on. And, and he made it, like you said, he made it worse because he didn't give. Like, I... Again, if you I've just, complained for right. years about the stock answers, okay? Truly. Whereas I will be the first right, to defend right, the stock right. answers. You will. You will. Because sometimes you just want a little bit more information. Maybe that's we all do. We all maybe want Maybe that's more my selfishness. But it's not but John it's, Harbaugh's job. It's not. It is not. And there are millions of coaches that do it the same exact way that, that won't tell you. We don't discuss injuries in the media, blah, 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 blah. When the greatest guys, coach of all time. When the guys are healthy, they'll be out on the field, and, and, and the medical people will do that. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't give that answer. Yes. So you all of a sudden, if anybody like you puts or, or anybody right. that has been covering the team for 15 years under John Harbaugh, it's like, whoa, yeah. well, wait wait a minute. This is different, and I don't like that yeah. because different sounds to me like problem. Yeah. Different mm-hmm. sounds – if if everything was just the same as it was yesterday, why wouldn't you just say the same thing that you said yesterday? I, I agree with now, you. Now, again, it's – this is the psychology that we do in these moments. John Harbaugh in that moment might just genuinely be kind of sick of answering about, you know, the giving the, and might have just sort of said, God, God, look, guys, I'm I'm coaching the guys that are out there, right? Like it might really be that he had no intention of covering for something. It was just I talk about this with Mike Elias in the takeoff thing or liftoff, whatever. I, now, now I'm con- construing, misconstruing his words. I talk about this all the time with liftoff, where like I think we all believe it was some premeditated like announcement that he was making, when the reality was it was just sort of a flip comment. Like it was, I, I, I really stuck my mouth or stuck my foot in my mouth the last time I spoke. I gotta clean that up a little bit, and instead he went too far the other way. I don't think John Harbaugh premeditated this yesterday. But the problem was, it sounded so different than anything he's ever said before that it allowed for this rampant speculation to suddenly be sent into overdrive. And that speculation had existed for weeks. Is Lamar Jackson ever going to play again? This bizarre report from Ian Rappaport about, well, if they clinch a playoff spot, then maybe they won't be in, uh, inclined to bring him back. Why not? The division is still in play. Why? Why would you just... Pretend like you can't win the division. Like, that's a weird bit. But then other people, like Golik told me yesterday, look, man, I know winning the division is cool and all, but, like, I would definitely prioritize keeping Lamar healthy for the playoffs over getting him back out there to try to win the division. Okay, that's weird. I wouldn't agree with that, but I guess everybody has different opinions, and I can respect that everybody's got different opinions. There's a million different things that are going on with all of this. That John Harbaugh said something different than what he always said left us sort of in a place where we said, whoa. Now we got to start really wondering if there's something else going on here. And the difficulty of covering Lamar Jackson is we can't go back and just... I Look, man, I've had a couple of conversations with Lamar Jackson over the, the years that he's been here. Always been very pleasant. I like Lamar Jackson. I have actually made inroads with Lamar Jackson. Remember famously earlier in the year, he was going to come on. He was scheduled to come on the show. I decided to cancel it because we were given a limited list of questions that we were allowed to ask. And I just said I didn't think that was good enough for what we do for a living. And I like Lamar. And we had a whole thing back and forth about it. And people got mad because, I don't know, everybody just gets mad about everything these days. That's the way it goes. Um Somebody posted the video on Reddit, and like this whole Reddit page was like, ah, like ripping it apart. I'm like, dude, I don't care. I just, I need you to know how much I don't. I am so over it. <laughs> you hate me, you hate me, fine.
I, God bless, right? I've had a couple like, of conversations yeah. like that this yeah. this past I, couple I, weeks with people. I got to I got to I got to go. I got to go <laughs> take care. Of you you got a kid to raise. I got kids to raise. Like that's the I'm sorry. I just don't, when I was 24, you probably could have gotten me to turn it into a week's worth of content. I'm just over it. I'm so but over it. I don't point. even know what people are mad about anymore. Um I don't know anything. Anything, anything. like like anything no no at but all. but but I've seen, you know, again I follow like five people that I actually pay attention to their Twitter feeds, and yours is one of them. And like people get mad at you for God knows what. Uh, and I'm like, well, they get mad at me because I'm not like you sometimes. They get mad at me because I don't just say fire everybody. Like they want me to be like you, and I'll never be that person. I fire people when they deserve to be fired. That's the way that it works for me. Now, you can do whatever you want. We've exactly. had this conversation a million exactly. times. I, I don't, it does not bother. I, I say, Sometimes I use performative outrage in the course of, of columns, right? Like, or like when somebody calls a post-game show and asks for a coach to be held accountable when they're eight and four. Although that one I didn't feel was performative outrage. It was just a genuine reaction to the stupidity of it. Actually, my guy Brian called in last week. <laughs> Brian from Owings Mills. I'm like, hey, man, it's been a little while. He's like, hey, all good. Merry Christmas. I'm like, Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. But that's how it should be. Yeah, right? No, 100%. That's the way it should be. I was actually happy to hear from him in a weird, in this bizarro world. I was happy to hear from the guy. It's why I still do like doing radio, because I do like the kind of insanity of it. Um, the moral of this all being, if I, I don't, it's totally possible, and, and I want to make this very clear, for the people that want to trash uh, Jeremy and Ed Norris yesterday and think that they started all this with, with them. Nonsense. I'm telling you that there have been plenty of things that have been loosely said. I don't know. This is a difficult thing. I'm not going to tell you anything that I've heard one-sided from the Ravens. I won't do that. Or from anyone connected to the Ravens. I won't do that. That's not, to me, fair. And it goes back to what I told you about reporting. I won't do it. So I don't know what Jeremy and what Ed, and what other people have heard. I know things that I've heard that I wouldn't share with you. Not because I don't believe the people that are telling me, because it's not fair. That's not reporting. Reporting to me is having multiple sources, having sources from different sides, not just you know two sources that would both have reason to say the exact same thing. If there was a story going on about, you know, the the friends school like um, I, I don't I don't even know what would be a scandal uh, paying play are you allowed to pay players over there is I don't know how that works you're not allowed to you're not allowed to pay there was a story doesn't, doesn't mean it doesn't if happen. somebody came to me and said the friends school is paying athletes I wouldn't like call Ken and then call Ken's assistant and say well I got two sources now I would want a source from the other side of things that was the way that we would go I just that to me is reporting so I'm not mad at them. I'm not really mad at John Harbaugh. I do think that he made all of this worse. I like that didn't help at the very least. Frankly, it made it far worse. I don't know that he did that intentionally. I don't know that it was anything other than just sort of a flip comment in the moment, but it made everything worse. I'm not mad at him. It's not his responsibility. He doesn't have the job to do that. If what Mike Preston reported this morning is true, then it's disappointing that we didn't know that timeline to begin with because a lot of this stuff would not have gotten as crazy as it did if from the get-go everyone said, it's four to six weeks, the most likely scenario is we're going to see him in the playoffs and not before that. 
if that was the first thing we had heard. But but that's but that's part of you you go you know yeah I want everybody fired whatever but that's part of the <laughs> the whole frustration it's like just I, I understand competitive balance and things like that but this this is your 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 franchise quarterback just tell us the truth but I don't one, know one time one time I'd like to come I'd like you know. Like we all know, like it was so stupid when it first happened. It's like, oh, he's he's day to day or week to week. Stop it! Right. We, you got people that watch these things on on TV and already told you right away. Well, it's at least a two to three week thing. It's like just come out and say if if but, they had said it's three to six weeks, that's a long time. It's a it's, it's a, a huge long window, time yes. in, in window. But all well, they kind of did that by well, they, saying days to week. Well, but they didn't because days to weeks mean well. We'll see how he wakes up tomorrow, and if he feels better, it could be. And we're going to play it week by week, day by day. Like just say it's a three six week injury. We don't know if it's the short side or the long side, and all this goes away. This all goes away, Glenn. You're not constantly asked because then it when the question it comes doesn't up, go away, but it's not like. But this. The, when I agree the question with that. comes up again. John Harbaugh can simply say, well, nothing's changed in the timeline. We still think it's a three- to six-week. You know, I know we're past the the, the three-week window, so obviously it's closer to the six-week than it is the three-week, but we're still in that window. End of conversation. Nobody I, else I comes think, back at you. I think you know more than to assume. Like, this is the part of this that I have a problem with. The part of this is that we're trying to pretend like something is a science that isn't a science. I know it's not a science, like, but, but you can give yourself – like, just give yourself time. Just give yourself time. If somebody says to me tomorrow, say, I want you to do this for the friend school of Baltimore, mm-hmm. how long is that going to take? I immediately go into my my but, brain and say, um, but, I know I can do it in two days. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to need at least two weeks. And if I can if I can overperform, I, I understand what you're great, saying. So just do it. But you're not talking about the human body. You know, exactly. You're like, not talking about something that's exact science. So give yourself room. Give I, yourself room. Give I, yourself room to not have the question every single day. I wish not only Harbaugh, but I wish more coaches would just say, flat out, stop Stop in this day and age where the NFL is tied so much to fantasy football and to gambling and so things like that. So I think like that, that you just said it strikes to the core of it. Our desire for the information and what the NFL might have more of an obligation to moving forward is, maybe. hey, with so much of this being tied to gambling – Maybe we need to sit down and reconsider all of this, and you need to sit down with your teams and say, we can't do this any longer. There's no more competitive advantage. There's no more any of that stuff. But that's not, again, to assume that John Harbaugh has any responsibility for that at all. He doesn't have responsibility for that, but like you said, he, he made it worse. And if you just come out at the beginning... we we've been told that somewhere between three to six weeks, we'll evaluate in three weeks, then we'll get back to you. Okay. The question doesn't happen every single day if you don't start this whole thing by saying it's days to weeks. Because now, well, is it today? Is it tomorrow? Is it I, two days from now? Is it but I think you're leaving out the possibility that that's truly what they knew. I think that's the part that's being missed there. I don't that I, that they I, that again, and this goes back to the conversation we had with Doctor Chow, David Chow, of course, the former right, right, Chargers right, right, doc right. at Pro Football yeah. Doc, where he said, "Look, there can be a short side of this." But the question would be, is he limited if he comes back within the short side of this? And I think that's the part of this that, like, that lives and breathes every day. That they weren't ruling out the possibility that Lamar Jackson could play within three weeks, but might not be Lamar Jackson fully. He could play versus the idea of, do we want to put him back out there? Maybe, speaking to Ian Rappaport's point, if they still desperately needed to get into the playoffs. Maybe. 
They would say, of course. dude, even if you're not 100%, we're asking you if you would consider playing, whereas everybody's been together and said, look, we would like to win the division, but we're not going to risk you not really being you to win the division if we've already got a playoff spot locked up. I, 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 I would like to win the division, but looking at where you would play and who you would play, you're probably better off not winning the division in the weird scenario of, you know, if you're if you're going to finish the five seed, you go to the four seed, and I don't think that scares anybody. Even you though keep they saying that. that. I don't even I don't, Jacksonville is a monster uh, right now, bro. They're, they're, you they're can, really, you can they're not, really be, not. No, their their defense is coming around. They're not like you, you, you play. You 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 you. you, you you just, well, obviously, it worked out so well the last time you were there. Well, you you blew that game again because you just don't play your game, and we, that was a discussion you and I kind of went through. Uh, no, I don't know. They started our, they started doing it in the fourth quarter, right. and they still lost. Right, but but I hear you. you know what I mean. I hear you. But it's just like I, I just wish they would have come out from the beginning and said, "It's three to six weeks. We don't know more. We'll do testing. We'll, we'll you know." But that's going to be my answer until he gets back on the field. But now, see, the problem is he's not even been on the field. Yes, it makes it worse. It yes. just makes, no it, it makes it all it worse. Makes it and worse. he just he took zero. He went from zero. He's like, when there's all these rumors going around mm-hmm. anyway, and then you threw gasoline on the rumors right. with your answer. It's like, uh, what do you expect everybody to do? And, and your point, and and you don't get this point a lot, but there is no one to ask. Yeah, any other scenario, you'd have. Agents and yes, some, things. there'd be somebody have, from the other have, side. You to have give you nobody to ask ever yep. when it comes to Lamar. And Lamar, look, I've had one conversation in my life with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Off the record, nothing to do with media. Just, just happened to be in the same place. Wonderful young man. I love every. I the, mean, the, the, there's nothing that he does right. in the community and everything like that that we don't love about him. Right. But he doesn't have that other side, and, this, and it would be helpful to him. Would, right. I, maybe and look, I say that he just might not care. He might not. He might not care. Like the way that I don't care about what you're saying about me on Reddit, he might not <laughs> care at all about any of this. But if he does, it would be helpful for him to have a go-between, somebody that he could, right. a, an agent, a representative, to step in and say, "Guys, look, here's here's what's really going on. Let me explain it to you." Right. That would be helpful. Yeah. Hey, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Raven Steelers coming up Sunday night. Ken Zalis is in studio with us. Can you stay for the show? Can I am going to stay Wonderful, until you throw me out. We, got, uh, we need your help with this. We I expected a bigger one. That. Well, yeah, there's, I know. there's I four of them, Ken. Yes, I know. All right. Uh, joining us now as we get ready for Ravens Steelers. Uh, this is awesome. It's great to have her back on Sunday Night Football this season and working broadcasts. And, of course, uh, she's one of our own. Once upon a time, Roland, uh, Roland Park Country School alum, Baltimore native and now part of the NBC crew for Sunday Night Football. She is Melissa Stark, and she is back with us here on GCR. Melissa, it's Glenn and Ken in Baltimore. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Hi, Glenn and Ken. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Excited to be coming back to my hometown. I was going to say, I don't know if everybody gets thrilled when they find out they're getting a late season assignment in Baltimore. Like, I don't know. I, you know, we, we know Mike pretty well here. Mike, of course, spent time at Syracuse, so Baltimore is mild, and actually the weather is going to be great. But I imagine you might be right. a little bit more excited than other folks at finding out the news that you're making a late December trip to, or actually an early January trip to Baltimore. Of course. Uh, I get to see some friends for New Year's Eve, like my old Roland Park Country School friends. Everybody's getting together, which is so fun. Anytime I can take the train, I mean, we, we travel not complaining because it's an amazing job, but we travel so much. And when the schedule first came out, 
it was so many. I, I, I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Jersey. So it was so many West Coast games. It was, you know, just going across the country, going across the country. So um, anytime I can hop on the train or I can drive, uh, it's amazing. But also just to be back in Baltimore uh, is so special. Uh, by the way, if there was ever a week to not be flying, this would be maybe the greatest. You know what? It's so funny. And I don't want to jinx myself. I've gotten so I, I, I saw those Southwest flights that yeah. were canceled and uh, Kaylee Hartung, who does our Thursday night, our prime games, um, her flight was canceled for one of those games. And I thought, you know what? I have been so, we've been so lucky in terms of Uh no cancellations, no delays, all of that stuff. But you're so right. I mean, I took the red eye, I took the red eye home from, uh, Phoenix on, um, from the Arizona game on, on, uh, Sunday night and landed on the 26th morning. And I mean, Newark airport was just a zoo because you think about it. Everybody flies out, you know, the morning after Christmas, if they're going somewhere, um, so yeah, it's a kind of a crazy time to travel. Yeah. Um, but I've also, I've also lucked out weather-wise. It's supposed to be oh. downright balmy yep. Yep. in Baltimore this weekend. Short sleeves. Uh, short, I mean, shorts yes. maybe in comparison. I know I'm pushing it, but it's in comparison. So funny. Last, weekend, last weekend's game, we were in Arizona, you know. And, I mean, they opened the roof, but it's so, it was so nice in the rest of the country. Um, I was just hearing, you know, negative 15 wind chill and the whole thing. I hope you guys survived. Was last week? It was the coldest it, game. Yeah, the, in, in the, yes. Uh, uh, my uh, I chose not to attend said game. But, um, oh well, you can do that. Yes, yes my okay. my sidekick Griffin was sitting out there in the miserable cold. I believe he actually took his shirt off at one point because he's a psycho. But he's also like twenty three. He doesn't feel anything. You know how that goes, Melissa. There's I there, do. It's the way it works. Melissa Stark is with us. Raven Steelers on Sunday night. Melissa, I want to get to the game, but if I could, just you being back doing Sunday night football this season. Yeah. Um. And and it, it was so cool for us to hear it because i think there were genuinely people that wondered like why did you get out of doing games like why did you go on to do other things and i'm sure there's like a really long version of the story but, i'll give you a really short version right the, the path from you and, and years ago being such a critical part of monday night football to getting away from yeah. doing games and now being back to doing sunday night football yes okay so the the short version is i did monday night football you know with al michaels and john madden and that was 2000 i did it for three years starting in 2000 and the last year i um got i was pregnant with my first child and i just did not want to be on the road so and i also wanted to try news so i switched to the today show so i did news but then i quickly realized you cannot as a woman and a mom you cannot cover news if you want to be around at all because breaking it's always breaking and you just have no clue what you're going to do. So I did news for a few years, Olympics, all that stuff on NBC. And, and then I had four kids in, I, in, in three years because I have twins. Uh, and it was just all a blur. And I stepped away and I thought, you know, if I can be a full-time mom, that's totally fine. I didn't know if I'd ever get back to it. But then, then I went back my old boss at ESPN called me and said, Hey, if you want to work one day a week, two days a week at, uh, at NFL network, this was in 2012. And I thought, huh, I don't know how I'm going to manage it, but I'll try. And, um, you know, because you always talk about a woman and a mom and can they have it all and how can they do it? And I was just trying to navigate that and figure it all out. And so I did it. And then, and then when they called this year and said, you know, can you come back to Sunday night football? I, I called my husband and I, if he had said no, if he had just said, we can't do it, I can't, ha-, you know, and he was the first one who said, you got to go for it. This is amazing. The fact that you're going back, you know, this 20 years later with four kids and um, you got to do it. It's incredible. So, you know, it's, um, it's, I, I miss every week because people, I think, think we just show up on Sundays or maybe Saturdays, but we usually go in Thursday nights 
Um, and we go to practice first thing uh, Friday morning, and then we meet with the home team and then the visiting team on Saturdays um, and then get back on Monday. So it's, you know, I got teenagers who are doing whatever they're doing without me now, you know, going to parties and doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and the mom's not here. Yeah. They, I think they can pull more uh, over on the dad, but I, I don't know. I, you know, not going to stereotype there, but um, yeah. So navigating my way through it, but it's awesome. It's awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. I think, by the way, we, we're both dads, and I think we both oh. probably agree. There's no, no, a 1,000%. Like, Ken's got a son about the same age. My two kids are very young, but I know when they get a little bit older, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. They will be able to get away with things with me that they will not be able to get yeah. away with, with them. Oh, mother. absolutely. No absolutely. Yeah. Moms just kind of know everything that's going on. Um, so it's, it's funny, but it's good. It's good. I have four, you know, it's four teenagers, and uh, my first is in, my oldest is in college, followed my footsteps, and went to UVA, which is really that's fun. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so... Um, so yeah, it's been great, and um, let's we can talk. Let's talk football. Yeah, well, let's talk football. I mean, not only do you get to come home, but you get to come home for Raven Steelers. Um, you know, which is uh, <laughs> which is the I guess uh, yeah. I mean is the rivalry right now over the past decade in, in the NFL. Um, the games aren't always the most exciting, but they're always close. Uh, close. You know, the one thing I want I wanted to kind of bring up and 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 i don't know if you you know and if you've had a chance to interview anybody or that's coming up but it seems like the fan bases for the ravens and the steelers are getting closer and closer together and what their feelings are for their coaching staffs there's been more noise in baltimore than i've ever heard in john harbaugh's tenure here of uh maybe moving on uh the fans may be willing to move on and i've heard more noise about it with mike tomlin as well um, it seems like those two are connected. Which is crazy. Con- yeah. It's crazy. Tomlin's Tom never had a losing season. Um, and then what Harbaugh has accomplished in Baltimore, I mean, I, it, to me that's crazy. Um, I th- what I think is really cool is that it's the 30th regular season meeting between these two guys and the 33rd, including postseason. I mean, talk about – and the fact that Tomlin has a 15 to 14 edge, you know, during the regular season – it's all so close. It's so incredible what these guys, um, you know, it's the second most, you know, coaches to go up against each other in, in NFL history uh, most times. And um, gosh, they've had so much success. I think that's crazy. I think that, you know, so much in the NFL is kind of like, what have you done for me lately and all that stuff. And everybody's so quick to just move. You know, I live in the New York area, so I'm seeing what's happening, you know, with Zach Wilson and the Jets and, and just how quick people are to just, you know, I don't know, change them, you know, just whatever it is. Cause it's just, um, I think it's been incredible what Harbaugh has been able to, you know, sustain and accomplish in Baltimore. And, um, and then this rivalry. Yeah. I, I you know, it made, it's funny. I was talking to Heinz Ward yesterday. I was like, who am I going to call? Cause I always try and, I always try and talk to people. And, and, and you also mentioned that I talked to players. I, I pretty much talked to them today, tomorrow and Saturday. So I haven't, I haven't really talked to all the players yet, but I called Heinz Ward yesterday who, you know, has the most games um, for any Steeler played against the Ravens, 27. And just talk to him a little bit about this rivalry. And, I mean, it was incredible, you know, to hear what he had to say because he said, you know, it was just a different week in Pittsburgh. You know, no one was allowed to wear purple in the building. He said one time um, a player was wearing purple Jordans and those ended up in the garbage. Hmm. Uh, hmm. You know, that the weight room was always a little bit more packed. 
Um, and that, you know, a loss, you know, no one wanted to go to work today in the whole town, you know, uh, on Mondays if, if, if they lost. And just it was it came down to whoever out physical the other team, um, which is just old school grinded out football. That's I'm, I'm excited about this game. I mean, I hope, you know, for us, for our sake, for the ratings, that it, it still means something um, for the Steelers by the time we, we hit Sunday night. Um, but it obviously means something for the Ravens. And um and so I'm excited. Uh, a lot of history here. There's no doubt about that. Melissa, to your point, like there is a scenario where the Steelers are eliminated before right. the game, but I don't – what you just brought up, it seems like that's real to them that like not have – Mike Tomlin not having a losing season in his career yeah. and the fact that it's Ravens-Steelers. Like I, even if the Dolphins were to win on Sunday afternoon, I don't see a scenario in which the Steelers are sort of like, eh, whatever, who cares, right? right? No, exactly, yes. I mean, what he he said it's like two bullies in an alley, and only one bully's coming out, right? And uh, this game just always meant something different. Obviously, a division game, but I mean, knowing that you know to get where they wanted to go, they had to go through Baltimore at least twice, maybe three times, you know, if it was including postseason. And for him, it was just—he was definitely the guy to talk to. I mean, he said this rivalry made my whole career. Like, it brought a toughness to my game, a whole different level of preparation. Oh, another funny thing he said, he said, I love playing in Baltimore. He said, I'll never forget. We're on the bus. And I looked out of the bus once at one point and there were, there were three generations. It was a granddad, the father, and the, and the son was about, you know, four or five years old. And they were all giving them the finger. Oh, I, I need to and find those like, people. I need to talk to Heinz. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You sure it wasn't your family? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, but uh, he's like, that's what this rivalry is like. You know, that's what I think of. That's- um, yeah, that's so a good. One. Was awesome. That's awesome. That yeah. I wish we could find an image of that somewhere <laughs> because it would become something we shared more frequently in Baltimore yeah. over the years. Melissa, just because we were we were just talking, Melissa Stark, just another minute or two with her. Obviously, Sunday Night Football on NBC. We were just talking about this, Ken and I. The, the difficulty for us of the sort of unknown with Lamar Jackson at the moment. Yeah, you you guys yeah. are presenting a broadcast on Sunday night, and. I- I, I guess you work under the assumption now that Lamar Jackson's not going to play, but we you know, we how, yeah. Tell me about how you handle all of that, given this sort of great unknown that we're dealing with here in Baltimore. Right. So we just go ahead and assume, um, you know, that Tyler's going to get the start. Uh, I'll have some sort of update. You know, I'll either try and talk to Lamar or um, have some sort of, you know, medical update because it's just. Um, you know, everybody, of course, all the fans and everybody's wondering sort of where he is and all of that. Um, so I have to, I'll, I'll work on that as a sideline report. Um, but we just go, you know, we definitely go under that assumption. But, you know, there have been games when we haven't known. Um, we did a Titans game where we didn't know Ryan, about Ryan Tannehill, you know, until he was definitely, you know, a game time decision. So we, we, we kind of deal with that all the time um, and have that flexibility. But, um, and obviously, you know, Mike Tirico and, Chris are total pros, so can can handle that. But um, I mean, all signs at this point definitely pointing uh, to Lamar not playing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're working under that assumption for sure at this point. Which again, a bummer for everybody involved, including NBC. I'm sure that there are executives that were really rooting that Lamar would show up on the practice field yesterday for the sake of the of game. Of course, but I of course I get it. Um, Melissa, if just if you could take me back before we let you go, I, I've sure. never asked you this question before. When did when did you know? Like when did you know this was what you wanted to do? And who were the broadcasters, maybe for you growing up here, that you looked up to the most as you had decided that this was the path that you wanted to take with your life? 
Yeah, so I knew in high school, I, I absolutely loved getting the story, talking to people. I asked people tons of, it's funny, you guys are asking me the questions. I'm always, I'm always asking, just kind of laying into people and just asking so many questions. I'm just a naturally curious person. And when I was at Roland Park, and I want to get this at my kid's high school up here in New Jersey, there was something called an externship where your senior year, I believe it was only second semester, but your senior year on Wednesdays, you could go do something in the community. You could go work. Um, and I did an internship. It was an externship, sorry, whatever you call it, at um, the local, It was, I think it was WBAL. I, mm-hmm. I think it was an NBC affiliate maybe at the time. It was on York Road. And um, it was incredible. I mean, I, under, I, I learned how the assignment desk worked. I, under, I, I learned how you make calls, how you, how, you know, when news breaks, that, you know, you, you stop at nothing sort of, you know, to, to call these people or these families or try and find what's going on. And I learned, you know, the order of uh, importance that things would go on the evening news. I mean, just these intangibles, you know, as, a, as a 17-year-old kid um, was incredible. So... Uh, that's when I knew. And then when I was at UVA, there was something called the coaches show. And I did, I interviewed all the basketball players and the football players at UVA and it aired on all the major markets throughout Virginia. I would do features on them. So it just sort of evolved from there. I kind of knew, and you know what, if any kids are out there listening or parents and your kids don't know in high school, I think that's okay. My kids are freaking out. My kids are saying, well, I don't know what I want to do exactly. I said, that's okay. I just happened to know really at a young early age. And then I looked at people like Diane Sawyer or Katie Couric or Barbara Walters, you know, those were sort of my, because I, I, you know, was big into news as well. Um, but I knew I loved, I do a tape show. I host a show called NFL 360. Yep. Um, we actually did, we did that feature on Mo Gabba. Yep. Which oh, just, oh. I, I, I can't, mean, I can't sit I through can't. it without crying. <laughs> it is really. Neither can I. Yeah. Neither yeah. can I. Yeah. But, um, the episode this week with the uh, the Afghan or the Ukrainian uh, football player was Ukraine, really yeah, which is incredible. Kyle yeah. Brandt from Good Morning Football yeah. just did this and just sort of embedded himself with these guys and yeah, so really cool stuff. That's taped and just a whole different. I, what I was saying is that's really cool. That's Emmy award winning, meaningful, you know, crazy great stories um, on tape. Um, and then this is the flip side: the adrenaline rush, you know, the the live TV, the being in the center of the action under the lights you know, Sunday night football. So um, kind of the best of all worlds. Oh, that's awesome. By the way, I, we're doing the math. I, I believe it was if it was York Road and an NBC affiliate at the time, it would be Channel 2, WMAR. That would have been. Okay, W. Yeah. Okay. I, we're okay. Doing that math, that's the way that it would have worked. But I, I will Thank trust you, you okay. because I you. Ex- that. I need yeah. that on my resume. Thank <laughs> you. You're helping me. <laughs> At Melissa Stark on Twitter is how you follow, of course, Sunday Night Football on NBC. Yeah, so on NBC. Now I'm all tongue tied. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Sunday Night Football on NBC, yep. Raven Steelers. Melissa, truly a pleasure. Thank you for taking the Great time for us. Great to have you back. Thank you for doing this. Happy New Year. All right. Yeah, see you Sunday night. I appreciate it. Melissa Stark with us here on GCR. Ken, I don't know if you heard she said that's crazy. It's weird. It's weird. Have you did you hear what Melissa Stark said I, when you brought I, I, when you brought that up? I, I she did. said that's I did. crazy. And, that's, and and it is crazy. But um you know, we could talk to her for an hour, but it's crazy. Sometimes you are uh because of your own success, you become the villain. And hmm. you know, hmm. maybe that's part of it. And weird. Maybe you've always been the villain, and you Weird. fooled a lot of people for a long time. Oh, you fooled a lot of people, is what you're saying. That's that's what's happened here. Uh, we're not going to. You this fooled today. a lot Can of people. Can we not do this today? I don't know if you saw. Can we not do big? Did you hear the big news? What? What's that? Orioles hire a cow.
What? Yeah. What are you talking about? They did. They just hired Cal. To do what? Um, what's he? It's kind of significant. In charge of media He's content. The, yeah, the vice president. I mean, it's Cal Perry. Oh, God. But oh, I'm so I, glad you didn't so see dumb. it. <laughs> so dumb. That's you're proud of that one. Oh yeah, because I'm I proud got of you. Because I usually don't get you. That's not even Forrester level. I usually don't get you at any level you whatsoever. Should, you should have said Hyde's gone. <laughs> stupid. Because you went to the computer so and looked stupid. for it. Yes, because that's what you do when you hear those things. So yes, like I am, you, so yes, I am proud of that. one. I don't know if you've heard it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. That crazy. Someone would want John Harbaugh fired. That's crazy. And you know what? I agree. When we come back in, Matt Williamson will join us to preview the Steelers. Of course, uh, former NFL scout, now with Steelers Nation Radio. Today's show is also brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Look, man, this is not going to last for forever. Sports betting is going to come to other states, and these companies are going to pack up and move on there and take these great offers with them when they do, like $100 in free bets from Barstool after you place your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. So get them right now, PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. KZ's here, Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com Glory Days Grill great food good sports that first sip that first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. It's always a little offensive to me whenever I hear that. I don't know how to feel exactly. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Ken Zalis is in studio with us, hanging out. Yes, before the show is over, I will take my mayo bath, like the winner of the mayo bowl will do tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to that whatsoever. But you know what? I still stand by. I'd rather do this than eat the um, the Oreos dipped in mayonnaise like Carson <sighs> did yesterday. I, I, uh, Raven Steelers coming up on Sunday night. Of course, uh, Sunday night football. We were just talking about it with Melissa Stark. Let's look at the Steelers specifically now. Joining us from Steelers Nation Radio out in Pittsburgh, former NFL scout. He is Mr. Matt Williamson, and he's back with us here on GCR. Matt, it's Glenn and Ken in Baltimore. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Happy holidays. It's great to chat with you. Matt, I, I see like a weird sort of thing going on where like, hey, you know, Pittsburgh, the dramatic come from behind win late on Saturday night. And, you know, there have been some positive signs with Kenny Pickett out there. Like, is is the belief in Pittsburgh that something is genuinely happening that's not likely to get them, you know, I know a year ago it wasn't likely either, but it's not likely to get them in the playoffs, but that they're on the cusp of figuring something out? Or is there still trepidation for, like, hey, maybe we don't overreact to, like, you know, one touchdown drive that a guy led against a bad Raiders team? I would say the fans have some trepidation because, I mean, the season started so brutally, and – I think the best way to look at the Steelers' season as a whole is almost in two different parts. I mean, before the bye was ugly. I mean, they were extremely young on offense. You know, there were some coaching decisions I didn't agree with, especially offensively, trying to gel. T.J. Watt got hurt in the first game. And before the bye, they had the hardest schedule in the league. You know, so there was a lot of things going. They were swimming upstream, to say the least, and it wasn't pretty. They got blown out by the Eagles, blown out by the Bills. But since the bye, the trepidation around here is, well, they haven't beaten anybody. Well, I'm not sure who's good in this league. I mean, it's not like they're beating the Texans every week. That's but true. they've had much, much, much more success post-bye against mediocre teams. You know, I think they've, what, they've won four of their last five. Uh, things are building around Pickett. They're running the football. They're stopping the run. They've found their identity. Um, their game against the Ravens was a slip-up, and the Ravens were the more physical team and pushed them around and deserved to win, and Trubisky threw three interceptions. But other than that, they've been quite consistent. 
So that's obviously the biggest difference between the last time these teams played each other, which, of course, as you point out, just a couple of weeks ago in this bizarre scheduling decision, is that Kenny Pickett's going to play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. How different are the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, and presuming he probably isn't going to throw three interceptions during the course of the game? Right, and if you look at Pickett's stat line, there's a lot of interceptions there. But he's only thrown one since the bye, and not all interceptions are created equal either. Like, he had two of them that were or at least one that came on a Hail Mary. Many of them were late in games when they were losing by a lot. And he had, a, he had one where Claypool's just fell down and ended up just falling in the hands of the defensive back. So he's pretty good about not putting the ball in harm's way. Um, he has work to do, but I mean, he looks like he belongs. He runs the offense quite well for a rookie and that's not knocking Trubisky. Trubisky's a hard evaluation because when he started the season until he got benched, the big knock on him was, boy, he's too conservative. He's turning down throws, which is probably what the coaching staff wanted from him. So he comes in against the, the Ravens and says, basically says, this might be my last chance to put tape out there. I'm going to be aggressive, you know, and he, he moved the ball really well, but made three massive mistakes. So Trubisky's the harder one to evaluate, but hopefully we don't see him and hopefully we don't see four different quarterbacks like we did the last time we seen him play. So you talk about, you know, almost two different seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers before and after the, the, the bye. The one thing from afar that it seemed like they weren't doing very well early that after the bye, they kind of got fixed, and it was surprising they didn't do it well early, was run the football. You thought coming into mm-hmm. this year that uh, Harris was going to be you know, a 25-touch guy because he's historically, um, I mean, there's not much histor- history, but since he's been in the league, he's a guy who gets better and it's, it's tough to tackle. He's, he's been really good, better than advertised, uh, receiving the ball, and then they seemingly didn't use him enough uh, from afar, and it seems they kind of got back to Steeler football. Um, you talked about some of the challenges and the decisions from the offensive side of the coaching tree um, in uh, in Pittsburgh. Is that one of them? Because it just looks like they've made more of a commitment uh, to just get Najee you know, involved earlier in games. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, Early in the year, the defense was on the field all the time. They were last in time of possession. I think they're up to like eighth or ninth, you know, like, so their formula is much, much more obvious now is let's control the football. And this, this is not an explosive offense whatsoever. And Najee is not an explosive back. So the Chiefs and the Steelers have the most drives of 10 or more plays in the league. And that's kind of a backhanded compliment in that that's the only way they can move the football is in four-yard chunks, six-yard chunks. They, they don't generate big plays. They rarely score from outside the red zone. So they have to churn it out. And that was really hard for them early in the year. The O-line hadn't yet come together. Harris was coming off a foot injury. And frankly, you know, the, the offense was finding itself. And now they're much better at the point of attack. They're using more bigger personnel, you know, getting more better blocking from the non-linemen. And they have a formula, and it's working. But it also, you know, in this league, explosive plays are very, very important. And that's what they need to find this offseason is how to get more explosive.
He is Matt Williamson. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio as we preview Raven Steelers. When we talk about explosive, George Pickens is obviously what sort of comes flying off the table at us. Um, I know there was some you know, frustration a few weeks ago, but as far as skill and talent is concerned, we are extraordinarily jealous in Baltimore. This guy looks like the real deal and someone who might be a true number one wide receiver in this league. Yeah, I 100% agree, and, and frankly, you guys would love him because he's not a bad guy. He's thanks not a bad thanks for rubbing it in, Matt. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he is tenacious. He loves to block. The Ravens would sure like that. You know, I mean, he, he puts mm. cornerbacks on their butts. Yeah. You know, he, he goes up and wins one-on-one, yeah. and he's just highly, highly competitive. You know, I mean, it, it, that's why he's frustrated, and that's why he was, you know, quote, kind of a character issue coming out of school, but – he wants to win, and he has some nastiness to him. Still has a little work to do as a route runner, but, yeah, I think he's going to be a number one, and I don't throw that term around very loosely. Nah, not like the Ravens couldn't have had George Pickens, but they got David Ajabo, so hopefully he'll play <laughs> at some point because that's really a very difficult thing for us to stomach here in Baltimore. Well, there's a couple the Ravens our, my Steelers could use too right now. I'm, I'm sure there's truth to that. Roquan Smith, by the <laughs> way, anybody could use. He's, the, yeah. he's, a, he's a ridiculous. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, the, the, we bring up the story of what happened the last time. The Ravens really dominated that game on the ground, and both J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards uh, were great. It could have been even more for J.K. Dobbins, obviously, as uh, what was a long run could have been even longer if he you know, was fully mm-hmm. healthy at that point. Um, why, why wouldn't it be more of the same if the Ravens are committed to running the ball the way that they should be given, you know, that they don't have their quarterback or any wide receivers on the roster? Oh, it it absolutely could go that way. I mean, in that game, the Ravens use an extraordinary amount of 22 personnel. I mean, a big fullback in Ricard who's even playing more now than then two tight ends they don't even hide it anymore that their receivers are, we'll say subpar and their passing game, you know, is subpar. They have a very distinct formula. But what's interesting to me is there was a stretch where the Steelers played like three teams that are all very similar, Atlanta, Carolina, Baltimore, that all just run the ball with great, great volume. And the Ravens are really the only ones that gave them a real hard time. And they were just, the more physical team. I mean, Cam Hayward will tell you, anyone on the team will tell you, boy, we were just dominated at the point of attack. And they took it really personal. And since then, they've been the aggressor. And I'm sure they'll look at this thing the same way. But, I mean, you don't need me to tell you. Raven Steelers, always the win almost always goes the more aggressive team. Yeah, uh, it does. It doesn't matter who the quarterbacks are. It doesn't matter who's, who's in, <laughs> right. who's out. It's always a close game. So I asked this question earlier, and I'm going to ask it again because you're closer to it. But it seems like this year there's been more noise than ever from Steeler Nation about uh, the head coach there, Tomlin, um, the dissatisfaction of some of the personnel moves he's made with the coaching staff. The you know before the buy, everybody's like, well, let's. Yeah, just I think you can just say Matt Canada out loud. I'm pretty sure that you can. You he can, didn't yeah. use his name, so I wasn't going <laughs> to use his name. Uh, you know, he it's said, a familiar name to us. I understand it's familiar. Way, yes. I laughed at my buddy who, yeah. when when they hired him. I was like, good luck with that. But. You know, there seems to be more noise, and there's more noise than ever from Ravens Nation as well as when it comes to John Harbaugh. But where is Steeler Nation? Because I heard a lot of, well, it's just one of those years, forget it, it doesn't matter if we 
finish over 500. That's a silly stat. Let's get a better pick and, and help our offensive line. Where Where is everybody now, now that you know, there is the mathematical chance at the playoffs? I guess there's a little hope, but nobody believes this is a contender. And I'm sure Baltimore is similar, but this is a very, very spoiled fan base. I mean, there's a lot of trophies here. 500 or not winning playoff games is unacceptable to them. And I often tell them, hey, you know, go be a Lions or Browns fan for a while. You know, I mean, it, it could be a lot worse. And But I do think, you know, the smarter fan base realized this is going to be the Steelers version of a rebuild year. They're getting their salary cap in, in order. It looks like they have their quarterback. They can be aggressive this offseason to go get pieces. So I think most of us expected seven, eight wins, something in that neighborhood. Um, Tomlin does take heat. There's no question about it. I mean, I have some questions or, I mean, I have some criticisms of how he handles game management. Uh, offensive coordinator hirings haven't been great, led by Matt Canada, as you mentioned. I. Oh, oh did we lose Matt? Oh man, he was. It was oh, right, it was right, right there. there. Right, it was right, right there. It was right there. I think I knew where he was going. Yeah, but, uh, and I think it's very similar. If if he, you know, if you can get him back, I guess we could. Uh, we don't. We were going to be wrapping up. Anyway, it was. It so. was the last one. But it, it's it's funny because his his answer. There's. So, I mean, we've talked about how linked the Ravens and Steelers have been for for 15 years now with with these two coaches, but they're run so similarly. Like we could have changed. We could have changed everything he just said to John Harbaugh, and it would have been a perfectly acceptable answer. Essentially, yes. Yeah. But you wouldn't have liked where I think he was heading. <laughs> like, you oh, wouldn't well, have liked... that's just a me thing. But, yeah. But, <laughs> like, there, I, I, I was in... You thing, I was a... I, I would, see, but the thing is with me, I was ahead of is, this. Is he there or are we... No, we just say okay. 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 Thank you to Matt Williamson. Great, good guy. Really appreciate him. I was make sure I he understands who said that. I was, I was well ahead of this this wave, this recent wave. Yes, but oh, it's all dumb. It's not all dumb. It's all dumb. But but they're so similar because it's the same complaints that I get from my Steeler fans. It's like his in-game management is terrible. He hires the dumbest offensive coordinators, and he wins. And he wins. Um, they also think that the whole. Never finish below five hundred thing is just silly. Not then you've got a very specific group. There's a lot of Steelers fans that think that's significant, and I think it's significant. I, I think like it's you, silly. You can keep saying that. Silly. If if he had finished nine and eight every year, if they had finished eight and eight every year, then there'd be something to be said for. He'd be Jeff Fisher. At no, that I point. understand. Like it matters in the context of you know how good he's capable of being, and that the the low the worst case scenario is that you're flirting around 500. That's the standard. That's what I was writing about with my column about John Harbaugh. Like, he, man, we're, we can, we can, we can, know, we can, we can, we can duke it out and, 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 and fight about it if we but want. we are going to duke it out. Yeah, it's true. At Duke's the end mayor, of the show, Duke, we are going to duke it out. Dukes it out at that point. <laughs> um, my, my point being, like, you, we can complain about this all you want. And, I, like, as I've said a million times, John Harbaugh, what happened in the fourth quarter of the Browns game is inconceivable. And as I said then, if he had decided that Monday, I don't care anymore, I have to fire, it probably wouldn't have been him, but somebody had said, we have to fire Greg Roman, that would have been, that works. I don't do the bit that you guys like to do where you just fire people for the sake of firing because no matter what, the best answer that you're giving is, well, maybe somebody else could do it too. How much worse could it be? That, drastically worse. What are you talking about? How much worse could it be? I mean, drastically worse. 
Are you kidding me? Could be. How much worse could it be? Maybe you find somebody that... How's it working out for Todd Bowles with basically the exact same thing that Bruce Arians had in Tampa? We could play that game. I, we keep doing this notion that you're just going to hire somebody else that's definitely going to reach the standard that you have is nuts. It's nuts. No, there's nobody better. When John Harbaugh was hired, there was nobody better. I mean, we all knew who he was. He had a great resume to be the head coach. What you're saying is it's not impossible. If you ran a business with the idea of maybe, maybe everything's working, everything's going well, maybe we could do better. But so he, let's fire the what, thing that works. What's working well? They're winning. When? The, the, the games. In the, regular, the football games. In the regular season. Yes. Who cares? That, that keep doing the bit. You don't get into the playoffs okay, if you don't win fine. those games. That's fine. I, that, that's you fine. don't have a hope. You set a standard. Okay. Look, he was a good hire when they hired him. He turned out to be. He turned out. I didn't know anything about him when they hired him. It turned out to be a good hire. But since the Super Bowl, I, we can. I know we wrote. You wrote the column. Go to pressboxonline.com. Read the column. Since the Super Bowl, it's just you. You're you have become. You've decided the standard. to pick one very specific thing. It's the only thing that matters. It's not the only thing that yes, matters. Yes, it That's is. That's the dumb way of looking at no, it. No, it's not. You don't get that opportunity if the other games don't matter. You don't get to look at somebody's playoff game. The playoff expectation record. is to win playoff games, and the assumption he has built a team. They have built a strategy to get to the playoffs. And your belief is that everything else is so good that you can just assume that the next guy will definitely get you there. Yes. That's insane. Ken, you know better. Look at the roster. What in the world makes you think okay. that this is an underperforming group? Who built the roster? Who? I mean, not uh, John Harbaugh. That's I understand the bad that bit that we do. I, no, I, I, it's not. It's not for him to build. I agree. I agree. There's plenty of blame to go around. There's plenty of blame I, to go you around. Say blame. There's plenty of they. They win constantly. <sighs> okay. Okay. Constantly they win. You. You. Constantly. I. I. I can't. I, I see all the regular season win banners in it at M and T. They're great. So your point is where's my what? where's my trophy? What's the standard? My, what to you is an acceptable number of playoff wins within eight an eight season span, for example? More, what, more wins than losses. Okay, what's the number? I don't know what the number is. But that's the problem. You're saying that this doesn't work. But, and I and I I'm not I'm fighting with you because it's fun I, to fight I, with I you. Know, I know. And I, two, two. You think I'm, I'm fighting so with, wrong. We're never gonna end up doing picks today. Two. We gotta do picks. I'm fighting with you. So that's why I'm here. I know, but Ken, I, I'm gonna end. I know we're gonna go along with Kenny Matalolo, and I apologize <laughs> for that. That's the way it's gonna go. We'll, we'll do picks quickly. Please don't ask me to say his name. I'm not. Why would I ever ask you? to I say I don't know. His name? But sometimes, why you would know? I ever ask you to do that? Because <laughs> because um, they never ask you to say any name. For I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. I know. This this thing that we use, you try to weaponize the playoff thing. You say, well, yeah, but he's only won one playoff game since 2014 or whatever it is that you want to say. But nobody knows what the number is. It's just the number that you throw out there to try to justify your feeling. You don't have a number no, that's acceptable. I, you don't I, know. You're right, because I don't have a number. I would like them to have more success than they've had. I would like them to have better seedings than they've had and not throw away two, three games a year with bad management of the clock and timeouts and challenges and all the stuff that he's done since his rookie year that he's never improved by one millimeter at a time. I'd like them to have I would in, like for there to be a perfect like, football coach like, as well. It's not, a, it's not perfect. No, I'd just like to improve. I'd like them to... All these BS things, you know, that that they they don't, you know, 
Well, we we were we were against Tampa. We we designed to throw twenty nine times in the first half to tire them out. What? What? The, shut up! I mean, stop with all this. Stop with stop. Have have some in game idea of what's going on and watch the game. And when you run five straight times and you're getting four yards a clip, stop! Don't pass. Stop! 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 I'd, I'd like that stop. to happen. Don't get too. down ten points in a game that you know is going to be but, close and. Panic but, every but single time the in the The standard that you're looking That's for. That's the standard. Stop. That's the standard. It does not exist. There is no place in football where the belief is that every coach gets everything right. You're asking for something that doesn't exist. Okay. Andy Reid is the worst game management coach in the history of football. And yet everybody worships the Chiefs. He's the worst game management coach. There is no one in the history of football that has bungled clock management more than Andy Reid has. Maybe that's unfair. I, I haven't paid attention to all say, of it. Hey, what's your that's, that's not fair. But he's terrible at it. He's terrible. Not, he's not good. He's awful. And yet, everybody would rather be the Chiefs. Well, because they win in the playoffs. Because they have Patrick Mahomes. They win in the playoffs. That's you have Lamar Jackson. They this, have Patrick you Mahomes. Have gone, this coaching staff has gone from being boring with Joe Flacco to being boring with Lamar Jackson. And, How do you do that? And, he's the most exciting. Answer he's is, the most exciting player in the NFL. And, your and they found a way to be boring. Is fire the coach. My fire answer everybody. is sit down have, and have an organizational conversation about the direction of the offense. Okay, well do and it. And if for whatever reason. How do you go from Joe Flacco being boring to being exciting under Lamar? Again, within four years, you're boring again. I mean, for the, you're, you're doing a bit, though. I'm not. No, because for the first month of the season, he was the MVP of the league. I under, you're doing for the first bit. three games. Yes. Whatever you want to call it. You're doing a bit. A month is four weeks. Uh, it was the, he was the AFC Player of the Month for, for September. He I know, because he was month. great for three weeks. He month. was the MVP. Yeah, the, I agree. The point you. being that you're doing the bit where I'm not you're doing a bit. No, no, no. You're conveniently You understand. Prote- a, you stop, understand it's not a bit. Ken, you understand well, I truly I, feel th- this That's way. the terrifying part. <laughs> you're conveniently <laughs> leaving out the idea that this wasn't impacted by Rashad Bateman getting hurt and poor roster construction. Yes. The idea that Lamar Jackson was going to be the exact same guy without literally having one wide receiver on the field. And not, one. And not developing And somehow guys. you've decided that's John Harbaugh's fault. Well, it is to a degree. It's because not. Because it, the guys he, he – anyway. What, why? Why is it John Harbaugh's fault? Name a player he's developed. Why is that his job? Because he's a coach. The head, that's what, you, you're head, you've decided you've the head coach. The head coach yes, is responsible for the development of wide receivers. Do it. Do, you want to give him credit for making the playoffs, so I'm going to give you, him. No, he I'm, gets I'm credit for doing something do that has nothing to do with it. Do you think that the job of the head coach show to is to specifically <laughs> develop wide receivers? No, that's it. So Anybody. What is, what's he usually developed? Give me one person. You got. You drafted. Look. Let, Oway. You drafted Oway. We knew that he was limited coming in. Yes. Okay. He doesn't even get on the field. How can you not develop a well, guy? You know, with he's those? very much on the field. Is he's he? on the field. It's a minimum number of snaps. I hear you, but he's definitely on the field. You're okay. making it seem like he's okay. David Ajabo. You want Ajabo to play? He was on the field. He played yeah. one snap. That's I mean, no, I mean, no. That's not on the field. Like, that's not. I'm just. You know saying, the difference. It's, no, it is his responsibility to develop guys. No, it, that's, that, this is the point. The point being, have, have somebody. The, these guys were were good. How look if if you're drafting them. 
and this is this is this is an EDC problem too. I mean, you're drafting these guys because your scouts and everything. Once you get them in, do they all just stink as soon as they walk in the door? They they never can improve. But that's okay, you're you're doing. They a bit, never can now develop. You're doing a bit again. I'm not. These you're guys pretending look good. every player. How's Tyler good. Linderbaum looked? He's he's looked excellent. Outstanding. How's Kyle Hamilton been? Good. Really good. Since the first month of the season, he's Since been the first really month, good. Yes, yeah. Unbelievably saying, good. Saying, but it can. So why is it that you don't give credit for that? I do give credit. So who gets the credit? Who gives? Who, who gets, gets the credit both, then? Both. The person who drafted them and the person that, that the coaches and the coaching staff that John Harbaugh hired to develop those positional players. But I, so, so then which one gets... How, what is John okay, Harbaugh Okay, but you don't want to give him any... Everything. That's the part that I'm missing. You're trying to give somebody Everything. else credit. No, so does John Harbaugh no. get credit for Kyle yeah. Hamilton or not? Yes. Okay. Well, I then I, you just guy. answered your own question. Who has John Harbaugh developed? Kyle what Hamilton. You, uh, but you don't want to give him any blame. No, I give him plenty of blame. Okay, but that's all. Okay. But it's insane to try to fire him. It's, it's nuts. Not insane. It's bonkers. Okay. It's bonkers. All they do is win. That's it. Let me. Let me. Let me have their. You know, win ten game trophy, and and we'll put it. We'll make a trophy every year. We'll put, put them all together, and then and then we can crush them with a hammer as soon as they're down ten points again, in the playoffs. The answer is as as soon as. Um, uh, what are we doing? What are you What are you doing in the NFL if your goal isn't to? The goal doesn't need to just stop by making the playoffs. You're pretending like the goal isn't to win. Obviously, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. Exactly, and I agree with that. But portraying but, but the let's, idea let's as though if you don't win a, a Super Bowl, no. that means that you should be fired is nuts. How There's about, 32 teams. How about sniff one? Can I? I don't know what to say. Like I, I, I don't know what to say here. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't whiff on a block a couple years ago, oh. are they sniffing a Super Bowl? I don't know. Like I, I don't know how to answer this for I don't you know either. Like this idea that they're not sniffing the Super Bowl because specifically <laughs> J.K. Dobbins whiffed on a block in Buffalo and everything went to hell. That's the reason. So it's John Harbaugh's fault that J.K. Dobbins whiffed on a block, I guess, and he just should be fired for it. Sure. Well, I'm asking for that specific play. No, the lack of success that he's had since winning a Super Bowl. In the postseason, the expectation they they built the expectation. Okay, you've mm-hmm. been you're a successful NFL head coach. You you've you're after your Super Bowl. You had a couple so, of more so, good years. So hypothetically, set the standard. You you're hiring a new coach next year. I would like you to get to the AFC Championship every single year. That's my standard. so. If you don't do that, any year that you don't reach the AFC Championship, game, you get fired. fired. No, you get I fired. Say, so tell me what the standard is. After how many years? After ten years. If you can't be successful in the playoffs, yeah, you got to start to look specific. Give me a specific standard. How many times have you made the playoffs in the in since the Super Bowl? How many years have you made the playoffs? Uh, they've made the playoffs in 14, 18, 19, or nineteen, yeah, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. So four, four times. Four times since the Super Bowl. Five, five, five times this year. This year's five. five yes, five. So times. five. How many yes, years since you. the Super Bowl? Five out of twelve. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yes. Okay. So how many of those years out of the five did they make the AFC Championship? Zero. How many wins have they had in the playoffs during those during those so, five appearances? Two, yeah. So they're two and so far. I mean, they, we, this year hasn't counted. So yet. they're two and five. Yes, since the Super Bowl so in the playoffs. You, you keep telling. I'm saying, what is Remember? your standard? Give me your number. Okay. You want like Give one me AFC, the standard that one you AFC have to meet in order to I mean, not get out fired. of out of every five. How about one AFC championship? Appearance. How about every five, one Super Bowl appearance? And so nothing that happened in the past matters. It's only every five years. 
So making so the playoffs. And I'm, and I'm making asking. The, making, I'm asking. No, making the playoffs. When, half of the when time. should Bill Belichick be fired? I'm asking the question. The man's won eight. So, so how, many so how much? What do, what counts and what doesn't count? So, uh, let's let's compare John Harbaugh to the greatest. I'm not. The greatest I, I'm asking you what counts because you're telling answer. me the standard is you got to make an AFC Championship game in five years. Yes. So well, when well, does it years. matter what one you did ten, before? One of when, when does what when you does did a, before when does matter win, and not? When does winning a Super Bowl? When when does that cachet wear off that you won a Super Bowl? That if it was five seconds longer, you lose. Okay. This now you're doing the bit where yeah. it matters on that side, but it doesn't matter no, that I'm Joe Flacco threw an interception and double coverage I'm in New saying, England. I'm saying in ten years since the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they haven't even sniffed this another Super Bowl. You keep saying so, haven't sniffed it. They haven't. You keep saying that. They got two wins, two playoff wins uh-huh. in ten years. Right. That's not good enough for me. And you have no idea what would have happened the other way. You just decided that means they haven't sniffed something. You've used that as your standard. So two wins in the playoffs. In 10 years if, is good enough for if you. If based on what you did before, you've proven a track record of being a winner, yes, 100%. Okay. If you have proven a track record, then I will, if you've made I, the playoffs I'm 10 times in 15 the, years, I'm gonna make the if glen- you've proven what that standard. We, okay, okay. Okay. What? Okay. We're going to agree to disagree. Oh, we're not going to do that. That's we're, not going to happen. We're going to make Why the, would you even come here if you gonna, thought we could agree gonna, to disagree? We're going to make the Glenn Clark... Regular season championship trophy, and we'll start building them. For no, no, no. You. I gave you the numbers that matter. I'll give you the numbers that matter. I yes, gave them two in that column. The only matter, the only one that matters is two, which you left out of the column. No, no I didn't leave it out of the column. I brought it up. I addressed it in the column. You I just know, clearly didn't but you didn't the use column. the specific number. You are weaponizing the idea I'm not of weaponizing. a no, it's exactly what you're doing. You're ignoring not. anything that happened, pretending I'm like ign- it doesn't. Ex- it matters for Bill Belichick, but it doesn't matter for Bill John Belich- Harbaugh. You're doing a bit. You're doing a bit. No. Compare him to anybody but Belichick. Okay, so, so who does it matter for? And who I does don't know. It? You're not telling me what the standard is, Ken. I'm telling when you. When does it matter what somebody accomplished before, and when doesn't it? It it okay. So why was Billick fired? Billick was fired because he lost the locker room. Okay, because That's Jonathan Ogden walked in and said it's time for him to go. Okay. That's the answer. Well, and well, if the players walked in to Steve Bashotti and said it's who time do for I John to, Harbaugh who to do go, I, who do I have to get a hold of? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I don't know who has that cachet. I don't know. I don't know. He's gotten rid of all the people that have cachet. No, <laughs> he got rid of them. Well. That's another bad bit that we do. Well, he probably got rid of Bernard Pollard. Probably. You mad about that? No, he's kind of gone off. Ozzie Newsom got rid of Anquan Bolden. It's the dumbest thing the franchise ever did. Ever. But Ozzie Newsom did it over two million dollars. That was dumb. So, I, mean, I, I don't. You want to fire John Harbaugh because Ozzie Newsom about, got rid of Anquan Bolden? How about every ten years? I'd like to win four playoff games. But. Again, when does it matter what happened before? They could win two. It this doesn't. Year. It doesn't. That's the point. It, it never doesn't. matters. No, it doesn't anymore. After ten years, it doesn't matter that they won a Super Bowl ten years ago. What have you done? That, that Melissa Stark said. What have you done for me lately? Well, that's the ins- no. She, she said it was crazy that that's the way it was. No, she said. It no, was that was crazy. what she said. It's she crazy said, that we're said, talking about firing said, the coaches no, she said it because was, we've become such an. Uh, what have you done for me lately? League. Right, we've become that. Well, that's what we're, where we are. We've that's where that. you are. No, that's <laughs> where the world has become. That's where you are. What have you done for me lately? You've won two playoff games in ten years. Stand. That is not good enough so for funny. me. So, funny. especially since. Coaching in some of the decisions that they made was directly involved with them not even having a chance of winning them because if you get down 10 points, God forbid, somebody says, hey, let's just stay the course. Let's just do it. The organization as a whole went in on something, and in 2019, it worked incredibly well. Yes. And certainly, that is a problem today. 
today, I agree. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl doing it this season. So at the end of the year, there is no debate to me any longer that they have to sit down as an organization and figure out who's on board and who isn't. And to the point where if they don't do that, then we're going to have a conversation. Here's what I want to see this year, okay? For, forget mm-hmm. about all, all this, okay? Because you're not going to change your mind. I'm not going to change your mind. Here's what I want to see. They're going to get into the playoffs. I want to see them be who they are in a playoff game until it's really out of touch. Like, we're in the fourth quarter, not- and we're now 14 points down. We've got to open it up a little bit, mm-hmm. okay? No, I want to see them run the ball. I understand right. that. I understand that. But we've seen it too many times this year. We've seen it too many times throughout the playoffs that they panic, they get down, and they stop running the football. I agree with okay? that. Okay? This is who you are. This is what you have yes. built. So be it's the who only you thing are. You can do. Right. We be who you that. are till the end. That's why what happened in and Cleveland was unacceptable. And I said it's unacceptable, period. And and how, how how do you I don't even understand anymore how you're blind to it. Blind during to a game, what? During a game that things that are working you shouldn't go away from with this team. You know who your personnel is. So what you're asking for is that the head coach should take over play calling in that point? No, I'm telling the head coach to say to say to whoever is he hears everything. No. Yep. No. No. Run the that, freaking football. That, that's the that. And this Run is where I'll step the in. freaking. That's a very football. easy thing to say. No, it is. Not. No, it's, it's a, a very, very easy thing. It's a very to say. simple thing. You to have say. forty seconds on a play clock. Okay. This notion, I understand it. This but notion when the pl- that when a play comes in, there is time for a head coach to veto it and say call something no, 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 else not, and no, get that no, play off. You're right. There's not. There's it's not nonsense. I, I, I agree with that. But once that play call happens, and it doesn't work, run the football. Takes how many seconds did that take? A half. Run the football. Period. I don't care what you think you can do. But you're saying everything is you're acting no. like everything is made equal. That there's this some world where it, like immediately you know they can't stop you running I the football. That part we're in agreement on. I understand. What happened so, so the is head, unacceptable. So the head coach can do these things. You do it. Are are the are you telling me that the Ravens are the only organization that can't make changes no, on the fly? No, I'm you that you watch enough football to know that it doesn't happen. It that does. Way. No, it does. It doesn't. It does. You the call, same thing you're talking about. Call is the same time, talk instead about of making some city. insane challenge, use the timeout for the good of the team. Call timeout. Say into the headset. Run the football. It's working. Run it until it doesn't work anymore. I don't care if you're trying to fool anybody. With that ridiculous play that they did with the pass. That's not the, the time to do this. That's not the time to do it. Time out. Let's get the right play call here. You're the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. You're not there just to let everybody do their job however they seem fit. No, that would be the you're opposite. In charge. That's, that is what you're doing. No, job is. no. Sometimes you have to step in and, and No, you and, have to take accountability when it doesn't work, but it's not your job to micromanage every aspect of the football team. Okay. And if you, I, again, if that's what you're looking for in a coach, you're going to end up with Urban Meyer. No, I'm not. I mean, that's what you're going to get. No, that's what you're looking for is someone who says, I'm going to make the okay, decision. You know what I want? I want some. I want a head. I'm, I'm tired of the head coach only knowing special teams. I want a head coach that either calls the offense or defensive plays there. That's what I want. That's what he wants. How's that? You want an answer? There's my answer. Go get me the Phil. Uh, his name's been bandied about. Yep. You know, go get me the Philadelphia. Go get the guy that corner. was. Uh, you know who's a good. Who's the guy that made uh, Aaron Rodgers so successful? They should go get that guy. Was it Hackett? Yeah. It they should go get that guy. Probably maybe, a hell of a coordinator. If, if, if Obviously not a football work. coach. Not a head coach. <sighs> 
Some guys are just better. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick Fil A catering from Chick Fil A nuggets to mac and cheese. <laughs> Enjoy a variety of tray options, sized perfectly for your get together. Order through the Chick Fil A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. We had to do it. I, I know. It would have been. It wasn't. Had, it we wasn't, had to do it. It wasn't the, my goal of coming. I know, but we had to do it. It's, it's just the way that it goes. It, we had to do it. Now we need to talk to Kenny Amatololo. Yes. We're going to do that, and we still have to do picks and the mayonnaise. So. Could run for a minute. <laughs> it's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox on the next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, January 3rd at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR, Glenn Clark. Ken Zalis is in studio today. That was fun. We'll we'll fun. we'll end up screaming about it far more frequently. That's the way that these things work. <laughs> today's show is awesome. I mean, it's just that's the nature of the business. Yeah. 
Today's show is also brought to you by UMBC Athletics. Huge game this Sunday. UMBC Vermont, uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock. And now the Ravens game is at night. This is the perfect day. Go check out the Retrievers as they play a rematch of last year's America East Championship game at 1 o'clock. Then head to your tailgate afterwards. Really a perfect day. UMBC Vermont, 1 o'clock at the peak. Get your tickets, umbcretrievers.com. Don't the women play Maryland? Uh, no, the men play Maryland tonight. Oh, the men play, they play Maryland. On, on the road. Okay, that's what it is. On the road. Okay, gotcha. yeah, they're at Maryland tonight Maryland. and the UMBC men. So a big couple of games for yeah. UMBC the next couple of de- I mean, this one, right, honestly, right. not really that big of a deal right. for them, no. well, unless they could somehow win it. Yeah. Um, but then Sunday is a very big game for yeah. them against Vermont. Absolutely. All right. I've um, been wanting to do this for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know how much I think of our next guest. He's been a regular for basically as long as he's been the coach in Annapolis. And I have learned a lot from him. And I've written ad nauseum about the impact that he's had on me and the way that I look at life and the way that I look at leadership and fatherhood and things like that. And he just so happened to do a hell of a lot of winning in the process as well. Is that a good thing, Ken? Is winning? Do you? No, winning is a that. great thing. Save that for another day. Um, joining us now, I can't believe that I'm saying the word former, but that's what it is. He is the former head coach at the Naval Academy. He is our friend, Ken Niamatololo, and he is back with us here on GCR. Coach, it is uh, great to chat with you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Happy holidays to you, to your entire family. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Uh, great to be on your show as normal. And again, happy holidays and uh, happy new year to you guys. Um, Ken, I, I want to you know put everything out on the table because you know you I know you said a few things afterwards and tried to portray the picture, but I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Can you kind of take me through late in the season what you knew? Did did you did you know that there was a, a, a possibility? Did you had somebody approached you and said, "Hey, we're expecting this this season if we don't get it," that you know things. Things might go a different direction. What what were all those scenarios, if there were any? Well, during the season, I'm obviously, you know, Glenn, I've been doing this a long time, and you know, I'm a, I'm a football coach, so you recognize as a, you know as a college football coach, uh, a big part of maintaining your job is winning football games, and you know, I'm not oblivious to this. I've been in this profession, you know, 33 years, um, so you know. Uh, Mr. Glatchik and I have a really good relationship. We've talked, we talk all the time and, and you know, there were discussions around that, you know, we, we have to win. Uh, and, you know, some of the expectations are some of the normal ones that really we have every year, you know, about winning the CIC and, um, you know, going to a bowl games, but those are all of our, you know, even without those discussions, Glenn, I mean, that's understood and, you know, things that, you know, you're always trying to accomplish, which we accomplished many times. Um, you know, but, you know, you're always trying to win, and those expectations are always there. But uh, during the season, like I said, our, our, our I meet a weekly with uh, Mr. Gladchuck, and Chet and I have great discussions about what's going on. But there's nothing in those discussions per se, if, you know, okay. you know, win this game, you know, this is going to happen. But I'm also, you know, I'm also going to say, too, I mean, I'm not oblivious to the fact that, you know, that could happen, you know, that, um, so. It's the nature of the business, right? Very few, very few guys yes. get to announce that they've decided to leave the profession. Uh, far more of yes, a part of the profession. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's the nature of the way it goes. Um, can we, when, when it happened that day in Philly, 
like how do you is there a part of you that sort of says like you know are we, are we paying attention to what's going on right now like what what is your reaction in that moment is it okay this makes sense i get it and as you just pointed out like winning is the standard or is the reaction more like you guys know that we've been trying to do this kind of with our hands tied behind our backs the last couple of years right um really the you know really at the game i was i was um you know you just come from actually i was just uh, sitting down in my locker but just you just come from really helping your your team you're consoling your team you know what i mean so really just our, our guys are devastated you know our team was devastated you know to this day even though i'm no longer coaching i still believe we were the better team the last two years i felt like just being on the field having done this just I, you know, so that was a hard part. You know, you're consoling your team and just our seniors and they, you know, had given everything to the program. So, mm-hmm. you know, I sought all of our seniors out one by one to make sure I express my love to them and gratitude for everything that they've done. And there are a lot of tears that way, but also with the the guys coming back, you know, just, you know, helping them recognize that now the team is theirs and they got to start that leadership process once they come back and, you know, going going and you know, seeing guys like Xavier who was, you know, probably one of the leaders coming back, Anton Hall, you know, that poor kid just um you know, forget the game. I mean that that poor young man just lost one of his best friends who was at Virginia. You know, he was one of the the guys who got shot. And so there's so many of those kind of you're just consoling the kid who's just you know, he just you know, sobbing uncontrollably because he felt like he let down his brothers and you're just trying to, you know, console him. Hey, you know, just that we loved him, but also recognizing this guy had been through so much. So there's so much of that. You're hugging your your coaches, you know, you're, you're just devastated. And so really more than thing, I was just, it was just sitting to that. And so I, I really didn't really comprehend much of our conversation that was going on because really in all the, I don't know, just maybe of all the 33 years of coaching, 15 years of being head coach, besides the snow game that we lost on the last second field goal that mm-hmm. we tried to tie the game up, and that game were probably the two hardest losses of my career. So you just, you just sit in there, just, so I just sit in there and just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Chad, like I said, we have a great relationship with, and, you know, so I, you know, I, I could speak freely, freely with him. You know, I mean, like I said, he and I talk weekly, and so we, and I could speak freely with him as he talked and he expressed some of his thoughts, and I'm, you know, I'm just trying to try to hear what he's saying, but just, um, just trying to say, well, Chad, let's just hold on a second, but really, honestly, I, I don't really remember much from the conversation mm-hmm. because I was, I was, <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to get really more than you know, people I, I've had a. A ton of people reach out, but, you know, it's really the game, first and foremost, is trying to get over. I mean, this profession, you can't be in this game unless you're a competitor. And so losing a game like that was, that was a part more than anything, trying to get over. Kenny Matalolo is with us here on GCR. Can I ask this? You know, I've I've talked at length um, about, and I know that you guys were never in the ma- business of making excuses, and I and I think that's the difficult part, right? Is that like I'm going to say these things, and you're going to say, yeah, but we probably should have won anyway. 
Um, but I think we all know the difficulty that the Naval Academy dealt with that was unique coming out of the pandemic in comparison to not just, you know, schools that aren't service academies, but frankly, even in comparison to the other service academies that changed rules and did different things to try to mitigate the blow of the pandemic. So I asked this question knowing that I know your answer is going to be, yeah, I, I, I know what the excuses are. But as someone who can analyze the game, do you feel like it really was going to be plausible for you guys to continue at the standard you had set of you know always winning the CIC trophy and being bowl eligible basically every year coming out of the pandemic and everything you guys had working against you in comparison to other schools? Well, I guess this is, you know, to your question, just thinking about your question, because it's a pretty straightforward question. Obviously so. But I just was recently watching um, Kansas State. You know, they're getting ready for a big bowl game, and I was just thinking, whoa, we just, you know, in 2019, just three years ago, we beat them in, you know, we beat them in a bowl game. Yep. And I'm thinking just so I, I thought of look, looking at it this way, just three years ago, we were ranked 18th in the country. Just three years ago, we'd won the CIC. You know, just three years ago, we'd won 11 games. And so just think, so it wasn't so far along. You know, sometimes people misconstrue that we've been this down team for all these years. No, just three years ago, like I said, and, and it spurred on just thinking about the Kansas State game, but we just we won. So you just think about the things that happened after. Just and again, not making excuses. Like I said, I mean, the pandemic hit 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 the whole world, but our situation was different. I mean, we, you know, the one conversation came up is you know, uh, you know, we would have to play. You know, if we didn't play, uh, there could have been some ramifications at the Naval Academy and then AAA and. You know, as far as team, you know, if football didn't fill the team, I mean, we're a big source of resource, I mean, for finances. And so in that discussion, I'm like, well, I am definitely not going to sacrifice any of our players. And so we practice in a way because, at, you know, that time none of us knew anything about the, you know, the virus. And so we were going to do everything in our power to protect our players. And, and so we practiced in a way that wasn't football. <laughs> You know, we practice, you know, space, um, you know, spatial distance football and wore a mask and we didn't make contact. Um, and I knew our team wouldn't be ready. And really, you know, and I heard uh, a respected coach talk about, you know, really throughout the pandemic here because nobody really practiced. It wasn't a year. I mean, you know, we play Air Force that year and really Air Force said, weren't even really playing to that point. We went and played them and they, we were the first game they practiced for six or like for six weeks. We went to West Point. So it's really the only year in our my career that we went to both opposing schools to play for the Command Chief trophy. So in my mind, this one coach said it and I was like, you know what, I support him. He goes, you know, uh, he was talking about all their league championships. He goes, you know, throughout the pandemic year nobody counts that late year and I kind of feel the same way. You know, it just was so hard to bounce back from that. But what transpired from that is, to me, what people don't talk about. So what transpired from that, the NCAA gave people back a year. Mm -hmm. I think it was admirable at the NCAA, which kids deserve. You know what I mean? They basically lost them a year, given a year back. And 
the Air Force credit too. They decided to do that too. And Army had been doing it too. And my thing to our powers to be is, can we not do like everybody else? And, you know, the policy and decision here was not to do that. And that's, you know, I'm not uh, in charge of that. But, you know, I look at it like this, you know, just playing some of team because they talk about the losses since then. You know, we have done this in those times, but could you imagine if we had our 2019 team or some of those guys on that team or different guys were able to come back a year? Again, not like anybody else. I mean, not any different than anybody else. And I wasn't asking for anything more than what everybody else is getting. I just was asking what everybody else is getting, even service academies. You know, it's one thing to ask what, uh, you know, the power fire schools are getting, so, but, but can we just be like them? And, you know, the decision was um, at the at the higher levels. Again, that wasn't, I'm so glad I checked on myself. I mean, decided they didn't want to do that. And so, you know, I had some discussions with our superintendent personally that we need this. If there's any, I'm not asking for a lot, but just having been here at this school all these years, and that's our goal to beat them, it's just being a level playing field. Just, I'm not asking for anything different than anybody else. Just ask for that. And so, so it, yes, it made it tough because we were a year behind everybody. So kids were older. You know, we're still playing errors. You know, the ECU quarterback is awesome. All these quarterbacks in our league, they keep coming back. Daniel's quarterback at Air Force is a really good quarterback. I mean, all these kids are good players, and it's nothing against any of these guys. They're just – schools are just using the rules that are in place. You know, playing those guys have been tough. They've come, been coming back. Um, but we felt like our team was getting older, getting more mature, because, uh, you know, we didn't have that ability. So I was okay with it. I feel like we were getting to a point uh, where we're at. And I guess really my big thing is, in my initial conversation with Gladchuk was, hey, we got 18 guys coming back. We'll be fine. See who we're at. We're better than those guys. You know, I know we lost that game, but I mean, anybody watching that game recognized we were the better team, you know, but, you know, you obviously got to get it on the field. Um, but that's where I was at. You know, that's where I was at. Hey, we're, we're in a good spot. It took us some time to dig out of this hole, uh, and I feel like some of it were our hands were tied. But, I'm a big boy, and I recognize, you know, everybody, every school, every team has issues that they have to deal with. And I was like, okay, that's one of the things I deal But I felt like we were dealing with it well. Recruiting was going well. Um, we did lose a lot of kids during the pandemic. But the last couple of years, it's been good. You know, the last two years, actually, it's been good as far as retention. And so I felt like we were on the turn. So yeah. that's, that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, and, and we all saw that in the Navy and UCF games. Like we all saw exactly where the program appeared to be headed, and um, added to sort of my particular distaste. But that's for conversation for a different day. Kenny Amatololo with us here on GCR. Um, you know, obviously, Coach. The reality is, you know, that the, the decision was made, and and you move on. Can you take me through just what it has meant to you for 15 years to be the head coach of the Naval Academy? And, and, and maybe the things that you're most proud of from a decade and a half, which, you know, so, as you know, so few people get to experience the opportunity to be anywhere for 15 years. And clearly you were there longer than that, but 15 years as a head coach. Can you try to put it into words what it meant to you? 
And really, Glenn, that's because, you know, I've, I've really appreciated you over the years. That's really why I want to come on your show, just to express my gratitude. Not so much complain about, you know, what we didn't get during the pandemic or what happened at the game. You know, that's that's all over. Like I said, I'm, a, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I understand the business. But just since that time, since all of that's happened, just I'm just overwhelmed, just um all the gratitude that I have just receiving the the countless number of emails and texts and calls from former players, um, former opponents, just people, just so many people just reaching out, just uh, just overwhelmed, Glenn, just, just a great amount of gratitude having coached here at the Naval Academy. And just to read the texts of these players I came back to sit back because sometimes, you know, when you obviously you get fired from a job, that's not good. Like, okay, what happened? But when I when I sit back and listen and read their emails, I was like, we didn't lose. I didn't lose. You know, there's a, somebody else told me some coaching I've always listened to. He's like, he said, Ken, there's wins and there's victories. You can win on the field, but we're looking for victories in life. And as I read those emails, I'm like, you know what? We won in life just reading the things that they talked about, how they are as fathers and husbands, how they let them flee. Some of them are still in, some of them got out of the business sector. And, you know, just to read about all that makes me feel good. You know, and it's really the one, I had one last conversation with the superintendent, you know, when all of this transpired. And I just told him, I said, you have an opportunity to do something to show that we're different. You have a chance to stand up to show people that the United States Naval Academy stands for something different. In a world that looks at NIL, the transfer portal, uh, looks at things differently, that maybe people look at things from a, a financial standpoint. We are developing leaders for our country. And so I said, I, said, I, so I, just, I kind of feel like maybe sometimes, um, you know, Maybe we're preparing them for something more difficult, you know, and so. Drastically more difficult, by the way, significantly more difficult. Well, Glenn, I I just, uh, and I can't, don't really want to disclose this was, but, you know, being in this job, I've done awesome things. Being able to go on an aircraft carrier and go visit with different um, type of, you know, armed services. But I just remember talking with one great American, and I'll just say just one great anonymous American that has done many things for our country to protect us. So just asking a little bit, if, you know, we went to see some of the things they did, and I was asking about an armored vehicle that had, oh, that's a pretty cool vehicle. And I said, man, that's going to be cool as you guys have more of these. He goes, coach, we're not going to use these anymore. He's like, well, and then the wars that we're about, we fought some battles that, you know, quite frankly, we should win. We had bigger guns than the people we fought. The things that are going to happen here in the future, um, people are going to have the same type of weapons we have. They're going to be different wars. Hmm. You know, it's kind of related. It'd be like Alabama is telling me playing somebody else who doesn't have the same type of, you know, facilities. And it just really struck me. I just like, whoa. Uh, here I'm a football coach, you know, just thinking about blocking and tackling. He said something like that. And I was like, so some of my thoughts, I guess what I'm trying to say is I've always thought that football is a laboratory of life especially at the Naval Academy. And if, you know, going through hard things as our guys have gone through these last two years, I'm like, you know what, this will make them stronger. 
This will make them a stronger father, a stronger husband, a better leader to be equipped for adversity. And so some of my discussions talking with our superintendents, like, hey, this is an opportunity to show people we stand for something different because I've seen the type of young men that have come from the school. So that's why I've been so grateful to be here. They're such wonderful people. I don't, but really, I don't leave here bitter at all. Um, I'm grateful. I love the Naval Academy. Uh, I love the young men that I've coached. I love Annapolis. I've raised my family there. Been there 25 years. But so I have nothing but gratitude and fond memories of a great place that's not only, you know, has blessed me and my family. And I'm grateful for Chet and giving me an opportunity, you know, in, in, in 2007 to be the head coach. And, you know, me, he and I have been discussing, I just like, hey, things didn't end the way what wanted, but hopefully my body of work uh, was more than you expected in 2007. Hopefully the entire body of work, you know, both on and off the field. You know, we just, I just saw recently that we're going to be one of seven schools honored by the AFCA for receiving an academic award uh, for I think 100% graduation rate in a certain time frame. So I just leave, but I don't leave any, I don't leave bitterly. I leave with great gratitude, uh, a great amount of love for all the people that I've, I've coached and worked with. And because I, I, I say this, just being at the Naval Academy, the, we believe we always sell the greatest leadership institution in the world. Um, the greatest leaders I've seen hasn't been a, a military figure or a political person or um, a leader of business or anything. To me, the greatest leaders I try to look at are mothers or my mom because leadership is always based on love. And uh, I, 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 I try to always try to teach that to our players. Um, being, a, uh, being in a position of a leader doesn't make you a leader. Being in a position of power doesn't make you powerful. Um, just leading by love having an influence, being a light to guys or people, being able to inspire people when there's darkness. Be able to inspire people when there's good and bad times. And so that's what I feel most proud of. I, I can remember some wins. There have been a lot of them. Obviously, you can feel the losses. But more than anything, Glenn, I feel the, you know, the great love from talking and communicating with former players and former coaches or opposing coaches. It's just... I leave here with my head up that we did things the right way. I know I didn't do anything to, you know, put her in a bad light. You know, we're never an NCAA, you know, probation, never our kids graduated. We did things on the right way on and off the field. So I have nothing but admiration and gratitude um, and love for having been at the Naval Academy the last 25 years and the last 15 as a head coach. Damn, <laughs> that's it's hard for me to not get a little emotional. I, I, I coach, I want to introduce you to Ken Zalas, who sits in with us a good bit. He's here at Press Box, and he's here this morning. I just wanted to jump in for a second. Uh, coach, um, I had a million questions, and then you just said what you said, and my million questions just went away. Um, what what's next? I mean, do you still want to coach? if the opportunity presented itself? I mean, what, you spend so much time in such a unique environment that it is at coaching football at the at the Naval Academy. Um, is that something you still want to do and, and um, will pursue uh, coaching again? 
Okay, let me just ask you real quick. Is your name Kenneth? Are you a Kenneth? I am a Kenneth. Do you know what that means? Um, no, I don't. Uh, it, I'll just let you know, but it, it means handsome. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a Kenneth. <laughs> well, well, co- coach, it may it may mean that for you. Um, unfortunately, as it, you you know, the term has a face for radio. Um, never, never has something like that been more true than with me. And I'm 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 really okay with that. Um, but 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 yes, um, I, I'll I'll have to remind some people of that um, um, in the future. But. But you you said something. I mean, I I I've been coaching for twenty years at a at a local high school, and one of the one of the first things I always say uh, to to my teams, and I've always said to my administrators, is my my goal every year is never to win the championship. I always want to win the championship, but my goal is were we better on our last day than we were on our first day, regardless of our record is, and secondly. Um, when they asked me about my goal of a program, I said, I just want to leave it better than I found it. And, and I can honestly say, um, there's a running joke here. I'm not a Maryland Terrapin football fan. Navy football is the team I grew up rooting for as a longstanding resident, uh, of the state of Maryland and, and living in Baltimore County. And I can honestly say, um, that you left it better than you found it. And um, the way that you talked about creating good human beings is is probably the best compliment anybody will ever be able to, to give you. And it's uh, listening to you speak today, and I've heard you speak many times with Glenn, but being in here, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's just a different feeling. And... I know I've just gone through the recruiting process with my son, who is luckily going to be able to play his sport um, at the next level. And the one thing as a father I've always looked for and I always wanted is I wanted the head coach to be more than just a coach and have the best interest of my son. Um, And I was able to find that, and I think any organization, um, when it comes down to it, uh, they should be honored if if you would grace them by leading their football program because I think you have those priorities. Um, they've been ingrained in you, and the Naval Academy brought them out you out of you to be able to share. And as disappointed as I am that you are not going to be the head coach of the Naval Academy anymore, I know there are thousands of people that are so grateful that you were and made such a significant uh, impact on their life. So um, I will speak I will sp- speak through them and just say thank you for them, and I know none of them except one, um, which is, which is Keenan Reynolds is the only one I've ever met. Um, but um, you can see why the Naval Academy was so good for so long under you. Uh, these kids will run through walls for you, and uh, just thank you for, for your time there. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I just, I, I don't know what's going to next. You know what I mean? I've, I've received some opportunities, which I'm grateful for, but, you know, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time with my family. Um, you know, thank you for those words. I, I, I always told this to players, my players, that I, I really don't know any, I don't know how to do anything. 
uh, you know, I've been in sports. I've been coaching for 33 years. You know, we're, you know, at my house, my wife does everything. I, I, I don't even know how to, you know, the, the power sockets, you know, how to turn it. <laughs> I mean, anything. You know, my wife, I mean, just like, a, I'm, you know, I'm so oblivious to everything. But uh, if there's one thing I feel like the Lord's blessed me with is learn, how, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of know how to try to lead and, and kind of answer kind of what you and Glenn, I, I think a big part of it is in this profession is what is your why? You know, because in this world, especially in coaching, like I said, I mean, we make a lot of money. Um, they probably coach a lot of money in this world. You, can, you know, money can kind of dilute things. And um, But what is your why? And I think because if your why, I always felt in this profession, if your why was only to win football games, then you'll do whatever it takes. You'll cheat. You'll, you'll treat your players like a commodity, like an item. Uh, but if your why was different, which our why was different here, you know, I had, you know, in recruiting, we'd have recruits that came from, you know, other places. Uh, I'll just leave it at that, other places. But they would come there and say, like, oh, your your goal isn't to beat them. Because I would show them our why, no, our, our show them our mission statement. And our mission statement was to develop young men of character and leadership. But I'd also say, no, no, don't get me wrong. I want to beat those guys in the worst way. But I believe that as you do this, the, the, the wins will come. But if you're wise just to beat, you know, to win football games, then it just becomes a job. Then it just becomes doing whatever it takes. And I got to work pretty early every morning. You know, I'd leave my house, you know, between 3.30 and 4 every morning. Not because I want to win games, just I loved what I did. I didn't feel like I was working. I loved the school. And so... I I don't know. I, I think I'm, uh, I, I I feel like I'm still young. I still got a lot in the tank. I don't see myself. I've been in Hawaii in the last, you know, a uh, couple weeks, I guess, since all this stuff happened. But I know I'm too early to retire. <laughs> My wife's getting tired. So you, baby, you got to find a job. You got to get out. <laughs> but I'm not pressing the routine, but it's been good to be with my grandkids. But you know, the other part, too, has been encouraging to me is just I had no idea that people were watching us and just, with, you know, hearing from so many different coaches, opposing coaches, coaches I never played against that I didn't even know they were paying attention, but just them reaching out and just expressing, you know, their support and um, it makes me – I believe I still will coach, but I'm not just going to jump to jump. I'm just going to make sure I do this right for my family. I've always been driven that way. Um, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I always trust in the Lord and stuff. So whatever the Lord has for me and my family, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. I'm selfishly rooting it for it to be TV so that you and I can have more conversations all the time. I just want to make that very clear. Um, uh, Coach, before I let you go, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you something about Coach Newberry. Um, obviously, you got to know him well. I know it's it's not – it's an awkward situation, right? Because it's a job that you'd still want to have. But um, what should we know about um, Coach Newberry, and 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 what do you feel like he's going to bring to the table now in this role? No, it's, it's definitely not an awkward thing. I mean, I I have the greatest amount of admiration and love for Brian and his family, and, you know, and his wife and Kate and their kids. A wonderful family, um, you know. You know, because I also, I mean, I know how good it is because I found him. 
Yeah. You know, so I, I just recognized he's a talented uh, coach. With a, he has a great defensive mind, super creative. He's a really good person. He's got a good heart. Um, he's going to do awesome. Brian's going to do awesome. You know, he's been there now. Went on four, you know, been there four years now. He, he understands the Naval Academy and the rigors and some of the demands and some of the challenges. And and Brian would do a great job. Uh, you know, I've, I've had many conversations with Brian over the years. You know, it's very easy to find Coach Newberry sitting at his desk watching film. You know, if you ever look, you just know, you know, you know exactly where he's at. It's just, you know, we've had so many discussions, not just about football, just about life. You know what I mean? And, just great conversations early in the morning, early evening, just, just just talking to him about different things, just all kinds of stuff with life and um, philosophy, you know, what he likes to do, um, investments. It's just, you know, we, we would talk about a lot of the plethora of things, not just football. You know, the, the football part was the easy part because he's so talented that way. Um, but Brian would do an awesome job. He's a, he's a great man. Uh, he's got great people there with him, and Brian is going to do an amazing job. Uh, brother, you know how much I love you, um, and I, I don't care. People can judge me and say you're supposed to be impartial. The hell with that. Um, I've gotten to know you and the the young people that, that you have guided and influenced and the affinity that I've had for you for a long time. You know uh, how serious it is and um, how grateful I am, not only for the time that you've taken for us, and it's not unique to me. I know you've taken time for everybody, but um, more so that you were there to help lead and guide uh, a generation of young men that were going to go and defend and protect our country. And I don't think we say it enough. Um, that is significant. And I've heard from every single one of them as well about the impact that you had. Um, I echo everything that Ken just told you. I, I thought he did an amazing job of reading what I wrote down for him uh, to say to you. Um, I am I am truly grateful for the 15 years that you spent, and, and obviously the years before that, but particularly as the head coach of the Naval Academy, a place we care about a lot. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. I know we're going to be talking no matter what is going to end up being next, but I am uh, thankful for you spending a lot of time with us this morning. This was really powerful, Coach. Thank you so much. Well, Glenn, I want to thank you too. I mean, just, I mean, you know, love you too. You've been an awesome to me, and you know, I've had some different invitations to come on and you know tell my story or my side of whatever the case might be. But uh, you know, I've been hesitant about because I didn't want to come off bitter. I didn't want to come off like you know bitter. But I was like, you know, if I go on, I'm going to go with Glenn because just over the years, you know, my admiration and respect for you. And I know that you were doing the life that, hey, I'd just be able to tell my story. But I'm, like I said, I didn't want to come off better towards Chet, the Naval Academy, anything, because I'm gra- I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, you know, the years. And I'm grateful and humbled to have been the head football coach here. And, and if I was going to go on any show to tell that story, I know it's going to be with you. So thank you for all that you've done for me and my family for over the years. Coach, truly appreciate you, my friend. We will be in touch soon. Happy New Year. Let's talk, all right? It's- Hey, take care. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. It's Kenny Matalolo. Damn. Yo, I didn't know that you were going to – I had no idea the way that you well, felt. That that it, actually hit me almost as much <laughs> as anything else. Like, that was very raw. Well, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, what, what do they call it? Um, it, it you don't 
it's such a unique yes way to coach college football and when he was talking it just hit me in a different way because it hits me in a way where that's the way I've I've coached my entire life and 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 again I've I've been coaching so long at a very low level but it's but that's that's what that's what it should always be about at the end it's like the 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 stuff we don't we we are forced to talk about in college sports these days that we don't want to talk about but we're not you're not doing your job yep. Yep. is just they can't do that at the naval academy like like you all this NIL and all this the way they recruit and and as much success and it just i had three other questions in my mind and it they, they just just listening to coach it just hit me in a different way and it just as natural a conversation as I've had just off the cuff just it just it just is I mean and and I mean that I mean we we we've joked about it for a long time I'm not a Maryland yeah, Terrapins yeah, football have, fan Navy that, right? we have fun with that but it, Navy was the team I rooted for mm-hmm. I mean um I love going well, and Miami. And, my, and Miami, but that, Miami, but, right. but locally, yep. I mean, locally, yep, yep, yep. I, I mean, that was the, that was the team. I mean, I went to a a local college, but they didn't have a football team, mm-hmm. and and that was the team. And Annapolis is such a great place. And my son had an opportunity this summer to go and visit the Naval Academy and watch a soccer game there, and it was it was like the coolest thing in the world. It just we didn't even know, but they. They had a ship that was visiting that was on the edge. Where the soccer field is. It's, it's right on the it's water. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. If you've never been. Well, it's unbelievable. On that particular day, at midfield, in the water, they had a a, a battleship. Oh, that's cool. Parked. And it's the first game I've ever been to Navy for soccer. I just thought it was like... Oh, Part of isn't that, yeah, that right. cool? <laughs> isn't that the coolest thing right, ever? Right, right, right. You know, and it like he went there and he was just he was just drawn by how the even in soccer how they just played yep. like they just it's just Patriot League champions. It's, this it's, year, by yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. You know, yep. be, uh, beat a yep. uh, 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 beat BU. Yep. Who? Yep. Their goalie was from is from France. Yep. I mean, one of the one of the kids there. And it's just it's it's just so it's just a unique place, and it's almost like wins and losses matter, but they shouldn't there. Well, and yet they did a lot of winning, and they did, and it, a it's, lot of it. And and when he when he says to you, I mean, I mean, COVID, COVID screwed up so many things, but what it what it screwed up most in the world is time. Nobody knows. When COVID was anymore, yeah, that's a you good know, point. You know what? Nobody, no, nobody understands that it was two years ago, basically, mm-hmm. where p- people things were still shut down and they were mm-hmm. just coming back. And to do that with everything against you and doing it how nobody else is allowed to do it and still having success, beating teams, competing, what they did against Notre Dame. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's I mean, unbelievable. It's, it's like it's like something else is helping. Like there's just yes. there's no there's no common sense to it. Oh, by the They're, way, until they played UCF, UCF was going to be in the Cotton Bowl. Yes, it's just, and they're competing with the with eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year old kids against adults. Yes. 24, 25. What, what did we just see? Some kid's 29. But Stetson Bennett is 30, I think. I mean, I mean, some <laughs> kid God is sakes. some kid just said he's coming back for his ninth yes. year. Yes. I, I just 
it's just amazing and it's 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 so forget about the person it's just i always always felt that the naval academy coaches unless they you know and, and it goes for army and it goes it goes for air force but hearing him and and hearing how even air force and army allowed mm-hmm. different rules yeah. because of covid it just you should be coached for life and it should it just should be if you're going to get like you know a new job or or something like that, that's fine. But it, you should yeah, be Paul a, Johnson, obviously Paul that Johnson, right, right. who had done a very nice job, a very, a very nice, nice, job. nice and, job, and started the standard, obviously the Kennedy model of raised. Yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, it's like how how do you fire that guy? I, I, I just I just say you're going to move in it. What the right? Like like I can understand you're not fired, but we've decided not to renew your contract. We're going in a different direction. What freaking direction? Uh, who doesn't want to play for that guy? It's just, it's we we share those feelings, which is weird because you and I very rarely share. No, no, no. Did, didn't you just say somebody messaged you and asked if we ever agree on anything? Yeah, they did, and here it is. <laughs> we agree here, very strongly yeah, we, about. It's we just, agree very strongly, and that's the about first this. time. I mean, outside of listening to him on your show and having admiration from afar, yeah. I've never talked to to coach before, and just it just hit me a different way. Well, so. it was powerful what you said. Yeah. I I didn't I had no idea that you felt that way. Yeah. I really didn't. I I thought that we were kind of boring you and then I No. Like, when you when you opened up, I was like, "Wow, that is." No, I was listening to every word that very intelligent. Really, really wild, man. Uh thank you to Ken. Um you know, we had we had been talking for the last couple of weeks and 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 as he kind of alluded to, we didn't know when we were going to do it cuz he wanted to make sure like he's and by the way, I'm going to continue to support Navy football. I want to make that abundantly clear. Me too. Like that, I'm going to continue to support those young men, and we're going to try to talk to Brian Newberry next week and get to know him, and I'm going to continue to do that. But yes, it's not going to change the fact that I'm extraordinarily disappointed, extraordinarily disappointed in the decision that was made here, and think think of Kenny Matalolo in a way that I think of very few other human beings. There are very few human beings that I hold in the regard that I hold Kenny Matalolo. It's a very small group. And I hope he coaches somewhere again. And I hope he's a head coach somewhere. Yeah. Him going into a living room. I I get he's been at the Naval Academy and it's a different conversation. But, but yeah. who doesn't want to play for that guy? No doubt. No doubt. I, I just, I would, I would. And every player that's played for him. Right. Exact- how, how do you, how, how would, how, I don't care. I don't care what it is. I, I, I somebody take a chance at a high level on him because no you will. Never be worried about it again. Uh, the uh, the dumb thing to say today is we're going long. Uh, we're going very long. Today. Why was I, I here today long? originally? I, I know, right? <laughs> uh, today's show is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Join Baltimore County PD is the website. Cadet salary started over $30,000. Officer salary starting at over $60,000 with a $10,000 signing bonus. Um, if thinking about career change, thinking about your path, Baltimore County Police Department, you get the opportunity to be the change that you want to see in the community. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. When we come back in, yes, picks <laughs> and the mayo bag. Mayo. I promise we're doing it. I promise. We're going to have to be done by one because I got to do another Uh-oh. show at one. Yeah, we're, so we're we'll going to go quick. We're going to do what we can do here. Picks, mayo bath on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. 
Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual best of issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right we go from the emotions of kenny amatololo to this nonsense <laughs> an emotional 40 minute chat with yeah. kenny amatololo now this stupidity. Uh, Ken Zalas is with us. We are running long today, but it's our last show of the week. We're not doing a show tomorrow, so you're getting some bonus oh, today. Look at that. Today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, the best place for watching and betting on the college football playoff semifinals this Saturday. Um, just make a, make a night of it. Spend your New Year's Eve in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. A lot of other events going on at Live Casino and Hotel. So make your plans right now. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. All right, picks. Um, here's where we are right now. John Proctor, top of the table, 500 on the year. Back to 500. Congratulations. Yay. He's a game in front of myself. 
Then there's a little bit of a separation. A little bit. Griffin, Paul, Ken. Paul Valley, that is. All five games back. Then Kyle Ottenheimer, seven games back. And the Vice Worm, but feeling kind of safe right now because he is nine games clear of Andrew Stecka. We are approaching the point of talking about mathematical elimination. How, not how, there yet, but did, after next week. How did Jeremy not have to do any of this stuff because he, he was a game in front he did he five and four because he was he was yeah. like i think it was the ravens game i think he took he, the ravens he was like oh yeah right it was there. yep i yeah. think the ravens yeah. game was the difference okay. i had the falcons he had the ravens and that insane decision for them to go for two when they absolutely did not need to get two points at all that ended up being the difference and why it is mm. that i was a loser and mm. or jeremy Kahn was not that's literally go. all it came down to was that insane two-point conversion decision now, that being said, the only real loser is the end of the year loser, although I feel like if you add up all of the side bets we've done during the course of the year, maybe just as bad. Maybe. Uh, Andrew Stecka very much in line to be the worm, the one that's come in here, eat a worm burger, and uh, perform the worm, then get stink-faced Rikishi style while dressed as Dennis Rodman. That is the big punishment at the end. We've been doing side bets every week, and I'm going to pay off my other side bet here in a minute, but this week the suggestion came from our friend Tim and Belair, who will be preparing the worm burger, and who apparently is a, fr- a fan of the show Barmageddon that we've been making fun of. The one with Carson Daly and uh, one of the Bella twins. I'm not sure which one it is. Nikki Bella. Nikki Blake Bella. Shelton. Blake Shelton. It's Blake Shelton's have bar. I have, have not seen this. No, I have not. Uh, it's not gotten any of my viewing. <laughs> time. Uh, apparently they've been doing some punishments on this show, and one that they did involved garlic juice, habanero juice and ranch dressing in a shot mm. now i gotta be honest with you i'm not really sure how that even works like because the consistency of the ranch dressing like there's no way that you can just shoot that like you'd have to spoon it What's I think. A one third each i guess uh, i didn't do the math on it uh, it was either that or gargling for 30 seconds a combination of garlic juice and mouthwash those are the two that were put on the table what is garlic juice used for I can't be honest with you. I don't even. I don't. I have no never, clue. Never yeah. garlic. I have juice. no clue. You know, um, look into that. You have a vote. You have to vote one way or the other. I guess I'd rather do the the mouthwash. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go there. Too. All right. Well, that's two out of three. It doesn't matter. How uh, I'm gonna go well, there. Carson's right. in. Carson's in too. He's. Oh, Carson's in as well. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna be in. All right. Very good. We, John we Proctor. I know you're listening. So, are you got to let me know who if you are in for gargling for 30 seconds a combination of garlic juice and mouthwash that's what we have to know all right um this is the way it's going we will make a nine picks we do have college oh and proctor says he's in very good good we've got uh, three college games this week as well as the six (laughs) nfl games and i believe we're doing the monday night game because it's just too important this week for us to avoid it so this drags out there could be some still some drama after sunday for this week's side bet all right, uh, let's start with the college game. All right, first up, uh, Friday, tomorrow afternoon at at noon, the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Terps taking on the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, the line is NC State. They're favored by one and a half. And it feels like the number should be bigger than that. Like, that's the weird part about this. NC State probably had a better season than Maryland did, and they didn't lose their entire wide receiver room after the season was over. So it feels like the number should be bigger than that, which then screws with you a little bit, right? Like, it feels like if the number was NC State plus four and a half, you'd say, eh, you know, I think Maryland could make it interesting. I'll pick Maryland. At one and a half, you're like, well, you kind of have to pick NC State, don't you? Because they've, they've got more of their guys than Maryland has. But why is it only one and a half? And then that's what starts really screwing with you. Ah. NC State. 
This didn't screw with me at all. NC State. Uh, I I I. I just decided I was going to blindly bet Maryland. Okay. Uh, because I it's don't know. bowl season. Who I the like, hell knows, knows who's yeah. going to happen in these? I, games. I don't know who. I any, like who the hell no. By the playing? way, the bowl games last night were quite good. They were quite entertaining. The Oregon North Carolina game was outstanding. Uh, the what was the other one? Oh, Kansas, Kansas Arkansas. Arkansas. Kansas Arkansas was bonkers. I was cursing Jeremy Kahn the entire game. Why? Because I rode with him yesterday. He took Kansas. Okay. Plus two and a half, and I'm like, well, I'm like, look at look at God. And I'm like, I'm cursing the whole game. And then, like, in the last minute of the game, I'm like, holy crap. Unbelievable. It was unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah, so I'll ride with the Terps. Uh, and now I'm scared because the only person with me is uh, Andrew Stanton. Oh, because he's got to do no. that. Yeah. Do you have Carson's picks? Uh, Car- yes, Carson's okay. on NC State. Everyone right, is on NC State, including right. Carson Weekly. All right, next, uh, next who, bowl game. Who did pay, for those that weren't aware, if you weren't yes. with us yesterday, we modified his punishment because he was going to be away. He did the Oreos. He oh, did okay. six Oreos in mayonnaise yesterday. You can go back and check that out. I think we're going to try to make a TikTok out of it. That's just awful. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl, the first of the college football playoff semifinals. The TCU Horn Frogs taking on the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan is favored by seven and a half. This one's uh, in Glendale, Arizona. I don't played. like the number. I don't like the number. I feel like we're overreacting to the Michigan-Ohio State game. Remember Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game? It took a little while to get going. And I think TCU is good enough. I think Michigan's going to win. I just don't like the number. Give me TCU to cover. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. If it was seven, I'd probably go with Michigan and figure I'd push because I think they win the game, but it's seven and a half. TCU's offense is good. Uh, Michigan's still without their – I believe they're still without their starting running back, so I'll take TCU. I'm going to take Michigan. I also think they're – I think they definitely win. I guess the question is whether it's by seven or eight. Um, but I, since I think they're going to win, I'm just going to take them to cover as well. Okay. So I'll take the Wolverines. Carson is taking Michigan. Uh, John's on TCU along with U2. Um, U3, so John, Glenn, and Ken are the only ones on TCU. So you've got Andrew Stecka. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, KZ, my guy. Look yeah. at that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be uh, the, the right way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right after the Fiesta Bowl is uh, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. That is where the Buckeyes take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs favored by six and a half against Ohio State. That, and honest to God, that's the entire difference on this, right? Like, if that was seven and a half, I'd actually be a little nervous. I, I, I shouldn't be. I think that it's wrong to question Georgia in any way. But any good team playing in a game where they're more than seven-point dogs, you're going to be skeptical about it. At six and a half, easy, Georgia. Yeah, I'm not. If you're going to go down with the ship, mm-hmm. it's not going to be picking against the Georgia Bulldogs, mm-hmm. so I'll take Georgia. I'm taking Georgia as well. Everyone is on the Georgia Bulldogs except for Andrew Stecker. Of course, <laughs> yeah, has to take Ohio. By State. the way, he's good for one lone wolf. It's the yeah. only thing he got right last week was right. a lone wolf. Literally, he, his what, only point of the was week he two and was something. A lone, no, he was one and eight last one week, and, and his <laughs> only pick was Carolina. Carolina That's the right. only one he got right, and he was lone wolf in it. Uh, to the NFL on Sunday at one o'clock, the Saints are going to Philly to take on the Eagles, and the Eagles are favored by six, six zero, six point zero. Against the Saints. Gardner Minshew. You know, this is a tough one. Because, right, it's Minshew. And I get somebody would say Minshew played really well last week. But the Saints defense has been playing really well. And stunningly, against a team that was really good at running the ball last week, in bad conditions, was pretty dominant against the Browns a week ago. I'm going to regret it, but I'm going to bite. Saints. 
I'm going to take Philly, sort of like my Georgia Bulldog thing. If we're going to go down, we're not going down. It's not a touchdown. Uh, I don't think New Orleans is that good offensively. So how many points are they really putting up against Philly? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think the Saints are any good at all either, and I think the Eagles, even with Minshew, are still, you know, leagues ahead of them. So I'm taking the Eagles uh, along with uh, just about everybody. You have one other person on the Saints. Don't. Oh. Don't. Don't say it. It is. Damn it! Andrew Stetka. No! You knew that was going to happen, oh, though. He's no. got to go that way. I know. He's got to. Oh, damn it. <laughs> He's got to take the opposite. All right. Uh, so not a true lone wolf for Glenn there. He is with Andrew Stecka. Then we have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That one's also 1 o'clock on Fox. And the Bucks playing at home are three-point favorites. This is one of my least favorite picks ever because everything says take Carolina, right? Like everything about this says take Carolina. But then there's always the wild card on the other side, like which is – in the final five minutes of the game, is Tom Brady just going to be Tom Brady again? Ah, Carolina. I don't think any of this matters because I think this is pushy. So, But I'm going to take Carolina. I actually think they are playing better football. And there's only so many times Tom Brady can pull the horseshoe out. And I like how they're running the ball and playing defense. So. Carolina. Yeah, I uh, echo that. I, same thing. I think uh, the fight in Steve Wilkes, uh, they, they've been playing really well. And uh, I think, I mean, three, I, I, th- I think that's a fine number. So I'll take the Panthers. Glenn, uh, Ken, myself, uh, and Andrew Stecker are on the oh. Panthers. Oh. Yeah. No. Meanwhile, Paul, no. Kyle, John, and Carson hmm. on the Bucks. Might have something to do with the fact that in his career, Sam Darnold is 0-3 against Tom Brady, and the three games have been by a combined score of – 112 to 20. So he's due. You know what? I I love it. I love it. Uh, Now we got the Browns at the Washington Commanders. This one's also at one on CBS. The Commanders are one and a half point favorites. I guess the Commanders, but I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do do with that? It's more a statement about the Browns, I think, than it is anything else. Commanders. They're uh, unveiling their mascot. I'm not sure if you heard. Who? The Commanders. They're, really? they're unveiling a mascot at Sunday's game. There you go. Oh, then I'm definitely which, taking which, Cleveland. Which might last as long as <laughs> the gobbledygooker. Take, I'm, ta- I'm taking Cleveland because I can't imagine what this is. I, just, I don't trust Carson Wentz. I, I, I don't understand the quarterback change for changing the quarterback. Um, so I'm, I don't like either of these teams. I don't think either of them are very good. Um, but I'll take Cleveland because they can run the ball. I, I yeah I have n- no idea where to yes, go. I think you? the hope is that uh, maybe Wentz does get pulled and then Heineke comes back in later. Uh, is Heineke even gonna be active? Uh, who knows? Okay. I, I, either way, I'm sticking with the Commanders. Uh, left hand up. Who are we? Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! On the Commanders, Carson is on the Commanders. Andrew Steck is with us uh, on the Commanders as well as John, myself, and Glenn. So on the Browns is Paul, Kyle, and Kent. Damn it! Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Picks are also brought to you today. By the print issue of Pressbox, it is our best of 2022 issue of Pressbox. You can get it wherever you find Pressbox around town, 500 locations, including the Royal Farm stores. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. It's free. Adley Rutschman, our 2022 MoGaba Sports Person of the Year, is on the cover. Then into the 4 o'clock window at 425 on Fox is the Vikings at the Packers. The Packers, they are three-point favorites against the NFC North leading Vikings. Uh, This one's in Lambeau. This reminds me of the Cowboys thing. Like, this reminds me of the – we. I, of course, lone wolfed the Packers last week to great success and still managed to lose for the week, which is <laughs> remarkable. Um, 
I'm going to I'm going to ride out with Vegas here. I'm going with the Packers. Games of 425. Got to take the Packers. I don't know. Do we have? Do we know four twenty-five, Kirk Cousins? Well, like, it's not one know? o'clock, Kirk Cousins. That's true. I, it's not I, one so o'clock. You're just saying because it's always been one o'clock, Kirk Cousins, and prime time. Yeah, Kirk no, no, but it's not one o'clock. So it's not. So one if it's somewhere in between, all right, I'll take I'll take Green Bay. I, I think it. they're playing, you know, inspired football right now. I'm taking Green Bay too. Aaron Rodgers. Well, of course, this game is going to be on January first. That's but true. Aaron Rodgers is fifteen zero in December since Matt Lafleur became the. Yeah, Packers but what is he coach. in January? Uh, I don't have that on me. Interesting. Either way, I'm sticking with the Packers. Um, yeah, it seems like that Cowboys game. So I'm taking the Packers. Glenn, uh, Glenn and Ken on the Packers. Carson is taking the Vikings as well as John. Um, and those are actually the only two. Proctor and Carson are on the Vikings. Uh, so I don't pro- like technically a lone wolf for Proctor. Don't, yes, but that also means, you know, we have the wrong. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, to Monday night, Buffalo at Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals are going to be home underdogs. They're getting one and a half points. Bengals. Here's a dirty little secret of the of the NFL. Buffalo hasn't really played well this year. Not, they haven't played as world beaters. They they have. If you go for about a month, they've like. But most of the games have been close. Yeah. Yes. So since they've been close, and Cincinnati's playing well, and they're getting points, and they're at home, well, they tried to yak it up last week. They tried to. Did their damnedest. That was fun. Cincinnati. Uh, the Kitty Cats is uh, Kitty Cats. Ken called them. Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals too because, I, I mean, yes, home, they, home underdogs. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you give me a home dog that's a good yeah, football yeah, team. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. yes. Okay, so Glenn, myself on the Bengals along with Paul. Uh, Andrew Steck is on the Bengals. Mm. And then uh, so is Ken on the Bills. Is John, Carson, and Kyle Ottenheim. All right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Finally, on Sunday Night Football, the flexed game, the Steelers at the Ravens. Uh, Ravens, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The line has been shrinking slowly across by the, the way, week. By the way, I, my pick on the Cleveland game was Washington. Uh, John Proctor, that was my pick there. Uh, you said the line's been moving? Well, they opened, like, I think on... Like Monday, it was like the Steelers were like three plus three and a half, and okay. or, or maybe even plus four, mm-hmm. and now it's down to Ravens minus two and a half. So well, that's so it's moved from three and a half Ravens three and a half point favorites to two and a half. Right. So yes, correct. It's the same. It's the same team that's favored. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, way yeah. you said that. I know. I did. I, I did say that. Awkward. Um. Man, I really am worried about this game. Like genuinely worried about this game. I, and and I, when I say that, it's a it's not just that I think we there's the danger of reading too much in the last game where Kenny Pickett didn't play. It's that even in the game that like we're talking, it was a two point game. Like despite the fact that the Ravens really outplayed the Steelers, we think it ended up being a two point game. Um, I don't know why, but I'll just say Ravens for the sake of saying Ravens here. I don't feel strongly about this game at all. I don't either. I don't like anything about it. I don't like the fact that they just played each other two weeks ago. Um, and by the way, the Calais Campbell thing is also the other thing that like yeah. drives me nuts with this. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like it. So these games always come down to one possession. They're always close, and they've. So I'll take the team that's getting the points. I'll take Pittsburgh. I get it. Um. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens, too. I mean, yeah, nothing feels very, very good about it, but I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I'm just going to be a homer, like you, Glenn. Uh, and look, just look like uh, just about everybody is on the Ravens except for Ken 
and Andrew Stedman. Yeah, that's what it is. It's what it is. I do. I knew as soon as I did it. It's what it is. I'm like, everybody's going to take the Ravens. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, John wants to remind uh, remind him who Paul and Kyle took for the Cleveland game, please. For the Cleveland yes. game? Uh, fill out the sheet. Paul was on the Browns. Kyle was on the Browns. Right, very good. Those are, those are our picks. We'll get them up. GlennClarkRadio.com. They were also brought to you today by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. Uh, Stan's off this week, but he will be back next week. Uh, for two uh, great shows every week in 2023. All right, it's that time. I'm going to do my costume change, and we're going to wrap up the show by, oh, God, taking the mayo bath. That's what's on the way. I might not be back in time, so you guys might have to do the show coming out of this. Uh, But I'm going to go put on this uh, spandex suit, and they're going to dump mayo on me, and uh, the bosses aren't going to be happy about it. But it's, it's what it is. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat-around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub. 
If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, can people see me, Griffin? Like, am I actually on the... Yeah, we can see you. All right. I don't know what reads I have left to do. Hi, Leah. Leah's here, too. She's going to witness this and be embarrassed. Uh, Griffin, get other video besides just the, the show video of what's about to happen here. Uh, and we will literally be the way that we end the show. Uh, do, do you, how, tidbit and tubular, can we just push off? And sure. Right. Is that okay? I had a good one. I had a tidbit I liked. Okay. You want to do it quickly? Ken's mixing up the mayonnaise. Trying to get the consistency right for giving me a mayonnaise bath. Tidbit is brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show. Tyus Bowser Show this Tuesday night will be at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North, 1611 Guilford Avenue. Make sure you come join us at 7 o'clock uh, for Tyus and a special guest. It's a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Of course, we love Glory Days Grill. I love it way more than the idea of getting a mayonnaise bath. Oh, God. The, uh, the, the Comfort Classics menu. I really, I really wish this was you taking the mayonnaise bath so that you could say, oh, my God, it's so good, as you took the mayonnaise bath. Uh, GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to um, get your order in, enjoy the, uh, the meat tornado, the uh, two pounds of wings and ribs, the twisted ribs and wings combo, the mac and cheese bites, all of that at Glory Days Grill. Uh, and then just quick reminders, JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website. If you're thinking about a career change, JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com to join the Baltimore County Police. Come see us on uh, Sunday night at uh, the Firefighters Union Hall. Uh, that's where we'll be uh, sampling food from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can. Uh, what are you laughing at over there? You should pull that microphone off and you can talk still. Uh, GinsuGrills.com. Use the code tailgate. Save $100. Did I do everything I needed to do? Eh, enough. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. We can say that all the time. See, you, you've put a lot of pressure for me not to get Dude, it's it. really important that we don't get <laughs> up, I really up. wish we had. Oh, you know what? Okay. So I here's the reality. Hit your head. Hang on a second. Continue to talk for a second. I've got a plan. I've okay. got a plan. Okay. I've got a plan. All right. I, I, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I brought those clothes realizing that I could use them to clean up. Okay. We could put some of them down underneath yeah, that, it to that, create that, a greater very splash smart. zone. We could also use trash bags. Griffin, can you take care of the trash bag situation? Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm just a, like yes. a bigger pool. A bigger, I feel okay. I a feel bigger like splash it, zone. I feel like is, it's going to hit your head. Yes. And just go everywhere. Yes, I'm thinking this is a this is a not a bad idea. I was, yes, correct, all over the floor, right? Like we put trash bags down, and it creates a bigger splash zone for what's about to go on here. Yes, I lost last week's picks. <laughs> yes, you I don't did. know what anybody is seeing on the screen right now. By the way, Lord knows what anybody is seeing in the screen in this yeah, moment. Hi, I'm 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 Glenn. That's Ken. <laughs> yeah. uh, I lost last week's picks, and we are uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl style doing the Mayo Bath. Of course, the winner of the Maryland-NC State game tomorrow, the winning coach, will get a Mayo Bath. It is a time-honored tradition with the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and so that is what I am paying off. And we didn't think we'd be able to do it here in studio because of all the practical issues with it, but then we said... We're making it work. Oh, what the hell, you know? Like, we'll figure it out, and we're not doing a show tomorrow, and, you know, we'll fi- we'll figure this John, all thing John, out. John could get a carpet cleaner in here. Yeah, well, we, it, this is New Year's. We're not, we'll be here on Monday. We'll be here, but we're just switching. We're going to work Monday and be off tomorrow instead. That's the way that it's going. Yeah, I mean, so this is our New Year's observed. With, the, is with tomorrow. the Ravens game on Monday night. Yeah, that's we figured we want to be yeah, here to yeah, react yeah. to the Ravens game on Monday. 
Uh, I would put a couple. I put a couple I'd more down. Yeah, I put a couple I'd, more down. Yeah, I would cover the know, entire May- area. Mayo has a mind of its own. We can't predict where it's going to go. Are you a Mayo fan, Ken? Can't. I, I am. Very, you and I are in very, the same boat. Very thin on certain. Sandwiches. By the way, can you? Is there any way to show the camera truly how much mayonnaise is in that? Because it is disturbing to look like. Yeah, get the pictures of the actual bowl of mayonnaise that's about to be dumped on me. Now, Ken was also very mad that I had the hood up on the bodysuit. I mean, he said not acceptable. You I have mean, to pull that back down. I, I have to go to the hospital later today, by the way. Okay, the I have a friend down. with cancer. I have a friend with cancer, put, Ken. You feel put, good about yourself? Huh? You feel good about this? I, all right. One, just, yeah, right, one more just, right there. Just put the hood up. All right. All right. We're good? Yeah. All right. Put that down. Uh, all right. Need one more. Need yeah, one there. And maybe one over here, too. And one there. All right. Okay. God. This is, this is a nightmare. All right. So how would you like me to sit? What do you think is the best I, I think for keeping you, it contained? I think how Should you, I go crisscross applesauce? I think crisscross applesauce. Okay. We used to call this something else when we were younger, but we don't do that any longer. No. We know, we know that's not the appropriate we, way to describe don't. it. All right. So you want to show that to the camera? And then I told Ken he could be the one to dump. And you are going to take video, Griffin? Yeah. Griffin's going to take alternate video of me. Now, I'll need to get the microphone out of here. So, but then the point being, one of you is going to have to do the post-game interview. So, hang on. I'm gonna come back. You're going to come. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So, right now, Griffin, you're going to have to both video and do play-by-play. Okay. Right? But I'm going to hand you this microphone, and then the idea is you're going to maybe you know, conduct a post-game interview with me afterwards, and that'll be how we wrap up the show. All right. All sounds right? good. So, uh, here, let here. me tilt this right. down. Let me tilt this down a little. Uh, all right. You tell me what it's doing. Yeah, Griffin. Yeah, we are we are rolling on uh, on my end. Uh, everything we can see, everything. No, we're just. I'm putting, I'm putting I'm putting the hood I think we. I I wonder how I wonder how. Yeah, this this may splash a lot. I'm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Oh oh no, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my. I think that was. I think that was perfect. Take some still pictures, please. Take a couple. That was perfect. That was perfect. I mean, he's dri- he's dripping. Got it on the cheek. And uh, um, I mean, you're it, it's not in your eyes. That's good. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think, I think, ultimately, you got up cheap because the hood oh for god's sakes <laughs> you put this on and have a bunch of mayonnaise dumped on you you son of a bitch like, you I, uh, I would i would have but i but i didn't lose no i might be kind of with ken like maybe we should do it again without the hood <laughs> i think we're good it's starting, Look at all this it's, mayonnaise. it's starting to drip yeah there's a lot of dripping this, going on this video on. may be good though because <laughs> yeah it, it poured, oh it this is the well. context the context can be problematic I All think right. the only thing we got yeah. is we you, got, you have to still talk into the microphone. I think the only thing we got was we got a little bit on the wall, but we could take care of that. Oh, we did get a bit on the wall. All right. Just a little, just a little. But we didn't get it on the carpet. Alright, I gotta do a I gotta do a one o'clock video, so I gotta get changed. KZ, love you, buddy. Thank you for coming in this morning. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter. Is there anything I can plug for you? Uh no. Okay. That's the great part about yeah, me yeah. these days. There's absolutely nothing you can plug. Ah, God, it's in my eyes. All right, uh, Happy New Year, Baltimore. Love you. Love you. Bye. Uh, Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.